With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Mic check, one, two, three, four. Charles, give me a mic check real quick. Mic check, one, two, three. Mic check, one, two, three. Mic check. We're about 22 minutes away from kickoff, seven minutes away from our pregame show. Actually, 12 minutes away from our pregame show. We're going to go at 12.50 p.m. Central Standard Time. Mike Parson, Charles Bishop, broadcasting from Waller ISD Stadium, final home game between the Braveview and the University Panthers and the Jackson State Tigers. We'll be back with our pregame show at 12.50.
following sports broadcast is an exclusive presentation of the Open Mic Broadcast Network. The Open Mic Broadcast Network is on the air. You can follow us all season long right here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network, bringing you local coverage for high school and college athletics. Now, let's get ready for our live coverage right here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network, the voice of student athletics. as Marvazella used to say, and how are you, PV Nation? Mike Hutz and Charles Bishop live from Walla ISD Stadium, where the Fairview Adam University Panthers have their version of Judgment Day, final home regular game of the season, but it could not be their last game of the season because there's still an outside chance of a playoff bid. Charles, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, my Great to be here on a great football Saturday. Love it. Yes, sir. It is an absolutely clear sky day. The temperature is dropping. Wind is gusting at over 20 miles an hour. As we are moments away from kickoff, we got a lot in store for you. But what we're going to do first is acknowledge our sponsors for today's broadcast, and we'll be right back with more of the pregame show. You're listening to the Open Mic Broadcast Network and Student Athletic Broadcasting for the Prairie View A&M University Panthers. This is Willie Simmons, head football coach at Prairie View A&M University. I'm sitting here with my main man, Mike Prince. You're listening to the Open Mic Broadcast Network. The Open Mic Broadcast Network has been serving the community since 2002, and we are proud to announce the following sponsors for the 2015 campaign. Apple Ford Hyundai, Brenham, Texas. Lee Van Richardson, Attorney at Law, Hempstead, Texas. Brookshire Hardware, Brookshire, Texas. Hempstead Movie Theater, Hempstead, Texas. Rundleton's Bookkeeping, Waller, Texas. Wing Aritas, Prairie View, Texas. Key Insurance, located in Brookshire, Texas. Larry's Automotive, located in the Walla Field Store area, Texas. City of Prairie View 4B Economic Group, located in Prairie View, Texas. And the Temple of Refuge Ministries in Prairie View, Texas. For more information on how you can become a sponsor of our student athletic broadcast coverage, feel free to visit our website at obnradio.com. Serving the community through faith and athletics, you'll be my broadcast network, Prairie View, Texas. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Prince, along with Charles Bishop, pregame show for the Prairie View a and University Panthers and the Jackson State Tigers. 
final home regular game for the Panthers. And if you hear a little ooing and a ahhing throughout the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen, it's none other because my counterpart to the right of me is an alumni of Jackson State. But that's okay. We still love them. Tell us about the matchup for today's game. Hey, this, this should be a great matchup. I, I, what you have here is how crazy you did mine. Are trying to look to win. They're vying for uh, an at-large coach. Uh, there's a lot to play for the best teams. I think with Jackson State, you have a team that's playing for their uh, in on head coach, Derek McCall. Uh, I think a lot of eyes are on these next two matchups for Jackson State in that uh, you have, you're playing two of the select elite uh, teams uh, in Prairie View and all corner with these final two games. Well, the Prairie View Panthers, they still have an outside chance. They're, everything is on the line for them as well because they're trying to impress the FCC bowl build, build right. and the uh, bowl projections. There's going to be a lot of concentration and eyes on the uh, Panthers and how they finish out under Willie Simmons, who has done an outstanding job with the Panthers exactly. in his first year, inherited a team, pretty much the same core guys, and he's turned around what's been a 5-5 five and five team to right now on the verge of being a 9-2 and two team. So you got to tip your hat to the job that Coach Simmons and crew has done throughout the, uh, the course of this year. Now, Charles, there's still a remote chance, as you mentioned, for the Jacksonville, uh, I'm not Jacksonville, but Jackson State Tigers to get uh, uh, that East crown, if you will. But what's going to have to happen in order for that to happen? Yeah. Yeah, Jackson State is going to have to win out the final two games, a uh, pretty tall task, but they're going to have to win out their final uh, two games to uh, create a, a, a tiebreaker sort of situation. And uh, I need Adam Einstein to kind of figure that one out for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got, they got the, a tall order, if yes. you would, yes. but it's nothing impossible, especially when you're talking about not any given Sunday, but any given Saturday. Exactly. So as uh, exactly. those who are new to joining us, uh, welcome. As Charles provides us an in-depth uh, coverage of what's going on, not only through our local and regional high school coverage, but the Southwestern Athletic Conference. You'll hear uh, his uh, halftime report as we round up the SWAC. It is senior day here at the Waller ISD Stadium, the home away for home for the Prairie View A&M University Panthers. We're going to pause real quickly, and when we come back, we'll go over the seniors and recognize them on this uh, last game that they'll be playing at home. Hopefully it won't be the last game that they'll play for the rest of this 2015 campaign. We'll pause real quickly to hear from some local supporters and sponsors, and we'll be right back with more of our pregame show. Has your vehicle been giving you the blues? Contact our good friends at Larry's Automotive at 30540-FM-1488 in the field store area. Now 936-931-5566. In need of some legal assistance, regardless of your location, Austin, Harris, Grimes, or Waller County, Sylvia Sedillo could fit your need. Located at 728 Austin Street in Hempstead, Texas, our number is 936-857-5964. With over 20 years of experience as a lawyer, attorney Lee Van Richardson Jr. can help you with whatever your need may be. Divorce, car accidents, criminal case, wills, deeds, trust, civil suits, parent and child relationships. Contact Richardson's Law Office located at 1047 Austin Street in Hempstead, Texas. You can call them at 979-826-8008. Attorney Lee Van Richardson Jr. in Hempstead, Texas. Hempstead Movie Theater, the best kept secret in Waller County. 
located at 740 12th Street in historic downtown Hempstead, Texas. For more information, contact Tina at 936-419-1473. Apple Ford Hyundai is a dealer you can count on. Apple's range of car services include new Ford Hyundai sales, used car sales, car loans, and auto financing. Certified Ford Hyundai Auto Service Department, full selection of Ford Hyundai Auto Parts, and aftermarket accessories. Come on out to Brenham, Texas, and find out why Apple Ford Hyundai has been named the best-kept secret in Brazos Valley. They're located at 1820 Highway 290 West in Brenham, Texas. You can dial a toll-free number at 888-898-6095. There's even an internet sales division. Simply go to www.appleford.com. Apple Ford Hyundai of Brenham, Texas. And welcome back. Pre-game show brought to you by Apple Ford Hyundai of Brenham, Texas. We need to find out why they're called the best-kept secret in the Brazos Valley. Well, Charles, the Jackson State Tigers have come onto the field. They're dressed in all white, navy blue helmets with the white shoulder pads on, or white shoulder pad patching, if you will, navy blue stripes going down the side. And I got to admit, they're looking pretty clean in that all white. Yes, sir, I like that. I like that. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. 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 They're recognizing the seniors on today. Now, we're going to quickly try to run through uh, the seniors that will be playing their last regular season game for the Prairie a and University Panthers. Jonta Abair, uh, senior running back, wearing number three. Deontay uh, Rhino Smiley, uh, he's wearing number 11. Jalen Thibodeau, linebacker, number 16. Also, Mr. Courtney Brown, running back number 21. Frederick Anderson, running back number 25. Nick Brewer, who's been leading uh, the swag in block punch, uh, wearing number 30. You have Chase Jackson, safety, number 39. And Ekin Morty, number 48, the outside linebacker for the Panthers. You also have the big lineman, Mr. Glenn Hashley, wearing number 63. Wesley Slater, number 66, the long snapper for the Panthers, right out of Montgomery County, went to Magnolia High School. Uh, and you have Jordan Johnson, number 73, offensive lineman. He is out of Katy, Texas. You have Mr. Chema Nutica, Nuka, I'm sorry, defensive lineman out of Ranchino, Cucamonga, California. And Meshach Williamson, number 99, our defensive end, a senior out of Georgetown, Texas. So the Panthers are getting the seniors a farewell. It's, uh, thinking of boys to men, it's hard to say goodbye yes. to yesterday. Charles, I can remember playing my last game with Prairie View, and there's so much emotions going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're saying, man, this is possibly it. Some will never put on a uniform again. Yeah. Some will get an opportunity to go to the professional level. But when it all said and done, as the Panthers are coming out, they're looking mighty nifty myself, Charles, uh, wearing that all black, man. And all black with the purple <laughs> letterings trimmed in white. And I got to say, they're looking mighty, mighty good, my friend. What we're going to do, they're going to come out for the toss and they'll have the guys discussing who will do what and how they're going to get it done. And we'll take a break, and we'll come back and tell you all about who's going to be doing what, going from which end to the other. We are moments away from our kickoff between the Prairie View and the University Panthers and the Jackson State Tigers. Keep it where you got it, and we'll be right back. 
Hello, this is Mike Prince with the Open Mic Broadcast Network. I want to remind you that now is the opportunity for you to become a listening partner with the Open Mic Broadcast Network. At $36 a year, your annual donation will help support and undergird our live broadcast coverage for our student-athletes. Simply go to our website, obnradio.com, and become a listening partner today. Serving the community through faith and athletics, the Open Mic Broadcast Network, the voice of student athletics. Apple Ford Hyundai is a dealer you can count on. Apple's range of car services include new Ford Hyundai sales, used car sales, car loans, and auto financing. Certified Ford Hyundai Auto Service Department, full selection of Ford Hyundai Auto Parts, and aftermarket accessories. Go on out to Brenham, Texas, and find out why Apple Ford Hyundai has been named the best-kept secret in Brazos Valley. They're located at 1820 Highway 290 West in Brenham, Texas. You can dial the toll-free number at 888-898-6095. There's even an Internet sales division. Simply go to www.appleford.com. Apple Ford Hyundai of Brenham, Texas. With over 20 years of experience as a lawyer, attorney Lee Van Richardson, Jr. can help you with whatever your need may be. Divorce, car accidents, criminal case, wills, deeds, trust, civil suits, parent and child relationships. Contact Richardson's Law Office located at 1047 Austin Street in Hempstead, Texas. You can call them at 979-826-8008. Attorney Lee Van Richardson, Jr. in Hempstead, Texas. Wingaritas, Margaritas, Wings, and Things. Dine in or to go. Located at 736 University Drive in Prairie View, Texas, Wingaritas offers a variety of wings to choose from. Asian spice, buffalo, lemon pepper, orange ginger, and teriyaki. You can order online at toasttab forward slash wingaritas.com. That number is 936-857-0025. Welcome to another live broadcast here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Now that you found us, keep it locked where you got it. The Open Mic Broadcast Network, Prairie View, Texas. And welcome back. We're moments away from kickoff. Charles, give us up to date. Who's doing what? Well, it looks as though Jackson State won the toss. They're going to defer to the second half, so they'll be kicking off the Prairie View, uh, which could be important because uh, they're going to kick into the win. It looks like they're going to have the win at their back full court. Yes, sir. So with that being said, the Panthers, there is a mighty gusting win, well over 20 miles an hour, blowing from left to right or from north to south, if you will, as the Panthers are ready to kick this one off. We have everybody in, oh, I'm sorry, Jackson State is ready to kick this one off. Back deep for the Panthers will be Lockett and Bear as they'll be going from our left to right, Panthers dressed in their black uniforms. Um, and, 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 Charles, I am, I am one of those that I, I like color and I like uh, to be entertained by the uniforms, and this is a good blend of of mixtures, if you will, <laughs> I love that all-white look of Jackson State as the kickoff is up and on the way. A low knuckler kick that is retrieved at the 19-yard line and being brought and tackled quickly at the 31-yard line will be Lockett, and the Panthers will come on for the first time today with 
15, well, 14.57 here in the first quarter. And it looks like Jackson State has some starters out there on the kickoff team. That was Jadancy Jones right in the middle of that back, making a fine tackle to stop Kirby on the 30-yard line. Well, right now, Charles, it's going to take any and everything to make this happen today for both teams. So there's no room for uh, thinking about it. we got to get you in there. we got to get it done, and let's make it happen. Exactly. Very, very good point. So the Panthers now, they're coming out. They have 50 set of balls at the 30-yard line, so Trey Green will be in the shotgun position. Takes it. As a matter of fact, there's Dante Smiley starting off sorry. As Smiley will get right back to the line of scrimmage, maybe a half a yard, as they started off with the Rhino package. That was a great kind of rotation that time by Jackson State. That was Taylor Washington and Cornelius Henderson right in the middle there to plug things up for Dante Smiley. Yes, sir. Now, we do understand that you have a... Special interest group that's listening uh, across country, man. We'll talk about that right after this play right here, man. There's hope for you yet, young man. There's hope for you just yet. Yes, it is. Second down and 10 now. Panthers, Trey Green back in motion. They're going to be an option really green. Running to the left side, straight off one tackle, but then swallowed up as we get back to the original line of scrimmage, and it's going to be third down and ten quickly for the Panthers. Great penetration that time by Tedrick Terrell, who's coming back from injury on this, uh, uh, for today's game. Every team that time, but he's out to lift the Panthers. Well, it's third down and ten. Anybody you want to give a shout-out to, Charles, for this play? I definitely want to say a shout-out to my sister in Naples, Italy, Charlotte, uh, Charlotte McKinnis. Hi, sweetheart. All right. <laughs> Go, Mom, sweet Zeta, and we're still trying to help your brother out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's third down now. Shotgun formation for the Panthers. Green takes the snap, rolls to his right, looking back to his left, and the pocket's going to collapse. And Green is going to be sacked uh, back at the 23-yard line of the Panthers. I tell you what, that was a, a great start uh, to the day for Jackson State. Defense uh, really coming out, charged up. Again, Teddy Carrillo right in the middle of uh, that play stopping Trey Green. It looked like he had a little, little uh, opening on the backside, but they were really close with that real quick. So the Panthers will send out their punting unit, and this will be the first time tonight Houlihan will get a chance to punt back deep for Jackson State. Looks like Jarvis Moe back there. Yeah, Mr. Moe back there. And the rugby-style kick was a nice deep kick. Wow. Right Moe's back wow. down. Back to 20. <laughs> down inside the 10. And still rolling out of bounds. At the wow. Top. What a kick. What a kick. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. That was a 77-yard punch by Houlihan. And he, he could not have placed it. Uh, uh, downfield any better as it rolls out right at the one-yard line. That is one heck of a punt that time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my goodness. So the Panthers get a big break as they will get a chance now with 12.48 to go on the defensive side as Jackson State will come out and the ball is up the one-yard line. Looks like Jackson State will start the day off with John Moore Cowell behind center. So Cowell underneath center. Panthers looking like they want to show it as a straight dive and a tackle down inside at the one-yard line. Jackson, one of the seniors, in on a tackle. Oh, he made a great play that time. Really came up and really stuck that play right at the line of scrimmage that time. Yes, sir. So it's going to be second down, and it's going to pick up about a yard for Jackson State. You can hear the bands getting cranked up early here. There's your first warning. First warning. <laughs> So, 
smooth it down. <laughs> <laughs> they got the fifth quarter to do all that battling right now. So it's going to be a pistol formation now for Jackson State, standing in their own end zone. Second down, and we'll call it nine. Awaiting the snap, Foles finally gets it, looks to the right, goes to the right, a long pass, but it's over the intended receiver. That looked like that was intended for number six, was it not? Number six, Devin Dawson. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting. Jackson State this first quarter, they're going to be throwing into the wind, and you could really see how the ball really kind of flooded out there on that out that Morakai was trying to hit more on. Yes, sir. So Morakai... Uh, it was he's been selected as a starter, but they go back and forth he and Ivy. So no doubt that we'll see Ivy on some point of the day too, correct? Well, Lamont is Ivy. He's probably he shut down for the rest of the season. A uh, 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 bad uh, ankle injury, but uh, you're going to see uh, Jeremy Kyle and Jordan Williams today. Okay, so McCowan now in the bubble pistol look, still in the end zone. He takes a snap, and there's going to be a flag, an infraction. Against Jackson State, and see, this is a better beat for Jackson State. They are dead last in the slot in penalty yardage, averaging almost 90 yards a game uh, with a penalty yardage, Mike. Wow. So, that, that, well, the only good thing about this, Charles, they can't get much yards. They're backed up. So, it's going to be half the distance to the goal. More to time. Takes the snap. Looking, pressure coming. Sack. Oh, no, he got it away. The ball was overthrown, but good pressure that time by the Panthers. Once again, that was Jackson coming on the outside of the corner. I tell you what, he came around the corner and he put some heat on Jeremiah Kyle. That was a great, great play that time by the defensive end for Perryville. Yes, sir. Panthers making a statement here on the defensive side. Jamon Jackson, nice play. Yes, it's going to bring the punting unit out. The kick is a low, wobbly kick, and it is... Oh, scooped up and oh, wow. nowhere to go. Looks like you might have a block in the back there. Okay, that was Wiltz on the punt return. Was not much to speak of, but there's going to be a flag that will more than likely push the Panthers back here in the first quarter. Spare that time, Trey Jester, uh, number 25 for Jackson State. He came up and made a nice play, even though he was, uh, got a little nudge in the back, and the referee was right there on top of it. So they are marking it off right now. Would have been a Panthers ball at the 31-yard line of Jackson State. So the penalty is going to push them back. And it looks like the 43-yard line of Jackson State, where the Panthers will take over with 12-02 in the first quarter play, second possession for the Panthers. Lined up now is Trey Green. Take that as another stoppage. And, man, you can – I don't know if you want to chalk this up to nervous energy or what, but a few sloppy plays so far to start this contest off. Yeah, it looks like uh, both teams are going to just kind of have to settle down a little bit. Had a couple of false stars there. A lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of nervous tension so far. A lot of nervous tension, and people are coming in at Walla ISD Stadium. Uh, uh, it's got Waller County Appreciation Day here that's going to be coming up. We'll explain that a little bit later on throughout the course of the broadcast. Back to action now. The ball is at the 48-yard line. That's geared to Abel. Abel gets back inside, makes defenders miss, and gets down inside the 40 to the 36-yard line. And he picked up uh, easily 17 yards on that run. I tell you what, that, that 
that uh, Jante Abel, we talked about him so often, how he makes people miss in space. It's, it's beautiful to watch him. one on one against him. That kind of safety of the no man's land on that one. He is definitely the real deal for the Panthers and Coach Willie Simmons. So it's going to be second down, and we'll call it four yards for the Panthers to get a first down. The ball is at the 36-yard line. The snap to Bell. I'm sorry, to Green. He's Dicks, and the pass is complete. And it was Wilkes in the slot position. He'll get to the 30-yard line. It's going to be enough for a Panther first down. Nice job that time by Wilson looking back to the ball, and he was able to pick up the first down for the Panthers. So his ball is right at the 30-yard line. There's another stoppage in play. I tell you what, the umpire is going to have to stand over the ball. The winds are that strong. The ball just starts flooding all over the place. Yes, sir. Now, the winds are going. This is really the first cool front for the uh, football season, and um, I'm not complaining. This is the last game, so it could be a football. There's a gear to Abel looking to get to the outside, get the corner. He's got a definitive B, and he is finally pushed out of bounds when a late flag is thrown at the 21-yard line as Abel and Luce for another first down. Here's to see if this flag it might be an offensive hold, and that might have sprung Abel to the outside, and it looks like that's what it is. Man, you got the eagle out working today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! It was a, it was, a, and unfortunately, it looked like it might have been against the senior guard Haley. Yeah. Uh, Haley, I'm sorry, uh, Ashley. I'm keep saying Ashley uh, swung him out, but nonetheless, they say do it again. That's when the coach gets frustrated and say, hey, run it again. That's run it again, exactly. Ten minutes and forty-eight seconds in the first quarter. Panthers and the Tigers of Jackson State. No score. Panthers going from left to right on the dial, dressed in their home black with the purple stripes, purple lettering trimmed in white. And yet there is another whistle blown. I wonder if this is a clock reset. Yes, you do. I don't see any flags. So. And I'm pretty sure Charles will let us know if it's a flag against the Panthers today. <laughs> Those <laughs> are just joined the broadcast. We we got we got arrivals going on up here in this press section today. He's a Jackson State alumni. I'm of course a Prairie View alumni. Uh, he is my swag brother, and I'll yes, tell you I'll tell you a family story a little long down the course of this broadcast. He has just been an outcast all his life. That's all. We're... <laughs> oh wow! We're ready to resume play. First down for the Panthers. Trey Green in the backfield with him is Abed. There is a give to Abed. Abed is going to be met for a tackle of loss back at the 41-yard line. So, yeah, that was a great play back that time by Javancy Jones. Javancy leaves Jackson State in tackle and tackles behind uh, behind line of scrimmage. So Courtney Brown will now come in. Abed will go to the slot to the left side. He and Kadeem Hodge, Kadeem Hodge on the left side of Trey Green. You have Lestrap and Wilkes on the right side. So it's going to be a spread look for the Panthers on second down, and we'll call it about nine. There's a give to Brown, and Courtney Brown goes down inside to the 34-yard line. He picks up a pretty big game for the Panthers. It's going to be third and manageable situation. Yeah, that was a nice entry after that time. Courtney Brown looked like he was going to get tripped up, uh, but he was able to stumble for another four or five yards. Or so the Panthers... Coming up here on the sixth play of this drive, it's going to be third down, and we'll call it 15 for the Panthers. The ball's at the 30, we put it at the 35-yard line. 
So I was a little generous on that yard to Courtney Brown. I'm not the official stat keeper. So there is a snap to Trey Green. Rolling to his right, being flushed out of the pocket. Running, throws, and that ball is almost intercepted, intended for strap. Good defensive coverage by Jackson State. I tell you what, he had the strap for a quick second. He seemed to have lost his footing. And that was a nice play of time by Trey Green getting to the outside and then eluding the rest. So it's going to bring up a fourth down now for the Panthers. Fourth and 15. I'm kind of curious there. Uh, uh, ball is on about the 35. Do you bring the punting unit out? You're going to, no, you're going to bring out Houlihan. Now, Houlihan punts and kicks the field goals, but more than likely, you probably try to play a little position ball right yeah, now. exactly. With the 9-0-3 remaining in the first quarter play, there is no score, Panthers and the Jackson State Tigers. So, Houlihan will punt a little pooch kick, and it will... Oh, you got to be kidding me. Wiltz, Anthony Wiltz, gets down to meet the punt and embrace it down at the two-yard line, and the Panthers' defense will have another strong statement to push Jackson State back. I tell you, they're pinning Jackson State deep, and uh, it's pretty tough to get things ready on offense when you're working pretty much from inside the five on your first two possessions. So Jackson State will come out with 8.54 of the first quarter. Nicely robbed inside the five, yes, sir. So now what's going to have to happen now is both teams are going to have to take advantage of this big win that's behind their back because it's almost impossible to really throw for a lot of yardage now as McCowan stands underneath center in what looks like a power eye formation for Jackson State. Ball's at the two-yard line. There's a gear to the back, running to the right side, and it's going to be met by a host of Panthers led by senior linebacker number 44. It me right just hit uh, Mr. Medina. Yeah, that's Ben Medina in on the tackle. Nice little hard two-yard run that time by Robert Johnson. Give him a little bit of breathing room. A little bit of breathing room with eight minutes and 30 seconds. The ball has moved up to the six-yard line, so it's a pickup of about four yards for Jackson State. There's another snap. Give to the back, running to the right side again. This time tackle a little bit behind the line of scrimmage. And once again, a host of Panthers in on that tackle. That looks like Big James Harper in. <laughs> the Harper sight. The man in the middle. Yes, sir. I tell you, he, he really locked down that, that, that middle portion of Fairview's defense. It's fun watching the nimble fella. Yes, sir. <laughs> the big, do it for the big guys. Do it for the big guys. You know, uh, it's, um, I believe his name is Mike Epps. He has a song out <laughs> about the big girls. He's like the big girls and the big guys over there at the open mic. <laughs> so now it's third down, and we will call it four and a half for Jackson State. Now about to throw that pressure. Intercepted by Lockett. Lockett takes it. Runs back into the field. Cuts in. Lockett sitting back in the zone. Gets the interception to return it. 18 yards for a touchdown. That is a great play that time by uh, Arthur Lockett. And look like Dan Williams stopped on the right and Lockett jumped right in front of it and took it to the house. Yes, sir. Lockett, the defensive experiment coming through and scoring from 18 yards out to give the Panthers an early lead as the Panthers get ready now for the PAT by Houlihan. The kick is up, and the kick is good. And at 7.33, the Panthers take an early seven-point lead off the interception, return for touchdown by Mr. Arthur Lockett. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. 
Today's broadcast is being made possible by some local business merchants. Appleport Hyundai of Bretham, Texas. Brookshire Hardware in Brookshire, Texas. Wingleritas Wings and Things in Burley, Texas. Hempstead Movie Theater in Hempstead, Texas. Key Insurance Agency in Brookshire, Texas. Larry's Automotive in Wallerfield Store, Texas. Gunderson's Bookkeeping of Waller, Texas. The City of Prairie View for the Economic Group in Prairie View, Texas. Attorney Lee Van Richardson in Hempstead, Texas. Temple of Refuge Ministries located in Prairie View, Texas. Wine and Roses located at 125 7th Street in Somerville, Texas. Citizen State Bank located in Somerville, Texas. Attorney Sylvia Fadillo located in Hempstead, Texas. If you or your business would like to become a listening partner or a supporter of our student athletic coverage, please feel free to contact us at 832-213-8824. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Off the locket, return at 18 yards off the interception. It gives the Panthers an early lead and a much-needed lead in a game like this. With the wins definitely going to be a factor in today's contest. Right, exactly. That was a great play that time by Arthur Lockett. And to not only make the interception, but to take it all the way back in, that was a very nice play for Prairie Panthers. And they open up the score. Yes, sir. As that kick is kicked out of the back of the end zone, the Panthers will set up Jackson State. I want to call them Jackson for whatever reason. Jackson State. They'll take over with 7.33. They'll take over from the 25-yard line as the Panthers come in. Now, Arthur Lockett showing his offensive skill presence, too, because he was exactly. running back at one time. Exactly. Got the ball and knew exactly what to do with it. He said he was on immediately. Yes, sir. He said, I got I get to get to the house. Exactly. It would be interesting to see what Jackson State could do with a little bit of breathing on for a change. So Jackson coming out in a spread look right now. McCauley quarterback, he takes a snap, looks to his right, wants to throw. That ball is complete for a pickup of about six yards on the outside uh, swing that time. That looks like that was Fosselman on the catch. Yeah, Devin Fosselman and Dan Williams are second and third in the stack in receptions and receiving yards. So you're going to look for Jeremiah Barakawa to find both of those guys through the course of the day. So that was a pickup of six yards, second down and four. Panthers on top here in the first quarter, 7-0-6 now. Panthers up 7-0. There's a gear to the back, Ryan Calderon, and going to be met by Mordecai. And a host of Panthers. Is that Dick Harper in the mix of uh, there? There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in the middle of it. <laughs> Dick Harper pushing and shoving folks out the way. Maybe one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, along with Devin Reed coming to the rescue. So it's going to be a third down, and it looks like maybe about two yards for Jackson State right now. So throwing it with no huddle, Jackson State. Gets the snap, looks to the right, throws, and that ball almost, oh, lock it. Did he get a one interception? Or they want to complete pass. That pass is intended for the big type uh, receiver, Daniel Williams, locking with uh, blanket like coverage. Yeah, that was a great coverage that time to Arthur Lockett. Uh, that time it looked like a little slant to Dan Williams, and Williams wasn't able to haul it in that time. Fourth down. And another three and out to Jackson State. Well, the Panthers will send out their punt return unit. Anthony Wilkes will await at his 37-yard line. As you can see, you ought to see Charles Bishop over here getting into these bands playing. That's going to be a battle of the bands after this one. I know he's not going 
Anyway, there's a stoppage right now on the field. The wind is wreaking havoc on the ball. Yeah, it looks like you got to delay a game again for Jackson State again. This is their second penalty on the day, and Jackson State, like I said, they are dead last in the flat in penalty yardage. So it's six minutes and 24 seconds remaining. That's going to move Wilts up to his 42-yard line. There's a low line drive kick that will bounce, and it will be down at the 45-yard line where the Panthers will take over. It'll send the offensive unit out with six minutes and 15 seconds in the first quarter. Hey, let's see what Purdue's offense can do on this drive. Sometimes when you kind of break the score and drop, it kind of opens things up a little bit. We'll see if they can open it up. The Panthers are going to have to be on the impressive, trying to score as often as they can with the FCS Bowl playoff people watching and listening closely. Panthers got an outside chance of getting an invitation, depending. Everybody will be watching and waiting on tomorrow. The snap to Green. Green looks, goes to his right as a pass complete, and out of bounds will be Hodge. Hodge will get to the 36-yard line for the Panthers. Yeah, that was an impressive I 36, I'm sorry, the 44-yard line. Impressive throw that time by Trey Green. He just did one hash across the field on a frozen route. Yes, sir. So the wind is blowing. Yeah, I said, I'm probably easy to do. Yeah, just skip that over. You got to earn your extra biscuit today. Exactly. That's how strong the winds are today. So now the Panthers getting it now as a little help to the Panthers, to the Officials was Jordan Johnson. He just got his foot on it, the center for the Panthers, as they await the opportunity for the snap. Spread formation now. Green sends Wilts in motion. Three receivers to the left side. There's going to be a gear to Abed going to the right side. Abed dips his head, and he's knocked out of bounds at about the 41-yard line as the Panthers will pick up some positive yardage. On this one. Nice little run around the end that time by Dante Abel. He was able to lose uh, Keontae Anderson defensive end and was able to get some positive yards on that play. So it's going to be a pickup of about two yards. If you're me, I'm going to say three. If you're Charles, you're going to say two. The double pistol look now for the Panthers as Green takes the snap, gives it to Abed, looking to the left side, makes a couple of defenders miss, spinning off a tackle, and gets close to the 40 yard line. Yeah, nice penetration that time. Cornelius Henderson leads the charge that time for Jackson State, and they were able to limit that gain that time for John DeAbe. So now it will be third down, and we'll call it seven. We have four minutes and 36 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Panthers on top, 7-0. The 18-yard interception return by Arthur Lockett has given the Panthers an early lead here in the first quarter. They have a home final game. The snap to Green. Green looks at time in the pocket. Now he's running out to the left side, and he throws it away as he was being tackled. He got out the box. Jackson State's looking for an intentional grounding. 
but Green had a heads up play. That disgusted me. They're going to say incomplete pass. Yeah, I think they're going, he did get outside the tackle that time, but that was a great rush that time by Keontae Anderson, number 14, who was able to get outside of the, the right tackle that time compared to Sean Pierce. So the Panthers not able to do much on this series. There's exactly four minutes remaining. The punting unit will come out as Houlihan will get back the punt and awaiting the punt. Situation. Oh, Oh, oh! That time, Larry Hoolahan—he looked like he was trying to find Cadell Hodge that time on the outside. And, and really funny, we he, know he's good for this. He's, he's good for something fun each game. Well, I told you in the pregame that we didn't get online on air to see it, but I wouldn't be surprised if he pulled out every trick of the trade to try and win a little favor. And it looks like he had he had highs that time on the outside, but the wind pushed that ball a little bit outside of his reach. Well, the Panthers defensively have been standing up to the challenge so far against Jackson State. 356 change of possession, Jackson State at their own 41-yard line. Getting the snap and a handoff and a ball. Did it come loose? No, that's a great penetration that time by Perry. It looks like it's yes, not stay back about a two or three yard line. Yes, sir, as that was Mr. Medina coming in, making his presence felt for the tackle for loss. Lost about a half a yard, be second down. And we'll still say officially ten yards. Yeah, that was Joshua Bates that time on the carry was not able to get anything on that. <laughs> That's your second morning. <laughs> you came with a cast now, man. I tell you, the Marshall Stanley decided down when they want to get after each other, too. So. Yes, sir. So we're back to action now. Another band warning the snap and stepping up in the pocket now, tossing that ball off, and it's caught. And it's going to be a host of Panthers trying to strip that ball loose. Looks like it was O'Leary in the mix along with fellow teammate Jalen Thibodeau. It looks like he's going to have a holding on Jackson State that time. So it's going to push Jackson State back. Jackson State has not been helping themselves out early part of this game. Not at all. And that's another thing for Jackson State. Like I said, they are last in the slides and penalties. And uh, every time they get a little something going, there's a penalty along the way. And that's kind of been the story of the season for the Tigers. 3.05 remaining in the first quarter. Panthers on top, 7-0. The ball has been pushed back now to the 31-yard line for Jackson State. It's going to be third down. I'm oh, sorry, second down. The snap, looking to the right side, throwing that ball is out of the reach of the would-be receiver for Jackson State. Yeah, I tell you, yeah, throwing against this win here in the first quarter for Jackson State is going to be a, a tall task. And that was another one with the ball just kind of fluttered out there uh, with more time trying to get the ball out there to uh, possibly. Third down and 20, two minutes and 47 seconds remaining in this first quarter of play. Brave, you got the 18-yard INT return for a touchdown by Arthur Lockett, and that has been our only scoring thus far by two teams who have not ashamed of putting it in the end zone. That's definitely true. So now the snap is received. They're impressed with our big hopper, making a flush out the pocket. Oh, and there's a big hit. It's a fumble. Are they going to say incomplete pass? Yeah, they're going to say that was an incomplete pass. That nice hit that time. Yes, sir, by Dominique Weaver. Weaver laying some wood down. Hey, that is perfect form tackle on that one. Yes, sir. It's going to bring out the punting unit 
And the Panthers steal with an opportunity with this win at their back, two minutes and 41 seconds in the first quarter. What do you think we got about a million 20, 25 mile an hour gas right Easily, as we stated, when the winds are blowing and open wide up, they're at least 15 miles an hour. And they're doing the 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 nay nay right now. As that ball is running out of bounds, it looks like it's going to be at the forty seven forty six yard line, where the Panthers will take over with two minutes and thirty seven seconds. I'm sorry, thirty three seconds. Yeah, I tell you that. You better make hay when you have the wind at your back today. That's how strong the winds are. I can't emphasize that enough. It is really brutal down there in terms of trying to throw the ball against the wind. So the Panthers, they're taking over now. The ball's at the 46-yard line. Green at quarterback in the backfield with him is now Courtney Buda Brown, senior running back out of Louisiana. There's going to be a play action. Green throws. And that ball is complete to Hodge. Hodge makes a defender miss. Cutting back inside and slips down at the 24-yard line. No flags down. First down, 22-yard game for Cadell Hodge. Great play action that time by Trey Green. Really throws the linebackers. Cadell Hodge was right in behind the linebackers. That nice pickup on the play that time. So the Panthers get the ball down to the 24-yard line. Two minutes and 12 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Brown still in the backfield with Green. There's a snap. And a screen thrown back to is that the big guy? No, it's not Jackson. Wow. But the ball was a screen pass thrown to number 29 for the Panthers, Ronnie Caesar. You know, that, that play almost looked like a broken play, but I think it was designed. That's right. It was a, it was, the, the, the screen was designed to let the Jackson State defenders just run in and – no one in the backfield, but that was a good open field tackle. That's a good limited only one yard on the play. Second down and nine. The ball's at the 23-yard line. Green awaiting the snap. Brown in the backfield. Takes it. Play action to Brown. Throws it across, and that's a pass complete down close to the 10-yard line. And we're trying to – is that Hodge? Yeah, because yeah. Hodge with another reception. Yeah, Jackson State's defensive backs have given a nice cushion to the pair who seem respecting the speed. And Cadell Hodge is able to really turn that slant out to a first down for the Panthers. And that's another first down for the Panthers. First down and goal to goal. The ball is at the 10-yard line. Panthers cannot get a first down. One minute, two seconds remaining in the first quarter play. For the first time – this game, and probably the third time all season, the Panthers are letting it be a fumble. Let me ask you, boys, the left side touchdown, Panthers. <laughs> oh, my. You said he was going to open up the kick bag. <laughs> the fumble, Rooski, touchdown, Panthers, 10 yards out. Fred Anderson on the touchdown run. That wily, really similar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. <laughs> it just ain't fair. Oh, wow. That was cute. He said cute. <laughs> I'll tell you what he says when we take a break. Yeah, he is good. <laughs> 51 ticks remaining in the first quarter. Panthers take a 14-0 lead. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back live from Waller ISD Stadium. The Open Mic Broadcast Network has been proudly serving the community since 2002. 
We provide live broadcasts and delayed broadcast coverage for our student athletes throughout the country. Make your donation today to help support our cause. Visit our website at obnradio.com and make your donation today. Join us by becoming a listening partner. For $36 a year, you can help us continually reach out and support our local and regional student athletics. If you have a business and you would like your business to be recognized throughout our broadcast, feel free to get in contact with us at 832-213-8824. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Panthers pulling out every trick of the trade. I told you, Charles, he was going to dig deep into the video. He did. He found some plenty down at the bottom of the I know Halloween season is over, but that was a trick or a treat for you. Yes, it did. The 10-yard tumble rooski by Fred Anderson. Panthers take a 14-0 lead here with 51 tips. So we've got a fake punt and a fumble rooski. Anything else left in the bag? <laughs> we shall see it. Another kick deep out of the back of the end zone, and Jackson State will take over again at their own 25-yard line. 51 seconds, and you got to take advantage of such a win that's growing like it is today, Charles. Oh, you definitely did, and Jackson State has tried to come out and play to their strength, which is throwing the ball, but throwing the ball against a 25-mile-hour win might not be the best thing to do, and they're going to they're gonna have to try to figure out a way to get that running game going a little bit. Well, the thing about it is going to be interesting to see how the Panthers deal with this same win in the third quarter, and they can mount up enough, you know, in between, because this is definitely going to be a factor for the day of Jasmine. So coming out now to the 25-yard line will be Jackson State. The ball lined up right in the center of the field, double pistol lift, for Jackson State. Mordecai gets the snap and gives us back to the right side. And once again, Medina and family wrapping up. Yeah. Maybe two yards. That was uh, number 35, Joshua Bates, who's starting to get a lot more carries for the Tigers now. He just shares the lead back there with Robert Johnson. Well, Bates is not a small front, I can tell you that. No, indeed. <laughs> he's, he's a big young man. Yes, Jackson State is known for having some horses back there in the backfield. It would be nice to let, get the ball in the hands a little bit more. Yes, sir. I picked up about three yards on that run. Well, you got to have one of the greatest horses to ever stretch a Jackson State uniform and go on and Hall of Fame, legendary, and then, of course, Mr. Walter Payton, rest in soul. Uh, there's a handoff up the middle. Yeah, and I remember that time, that's a first down. For Jackson State, the same big guy. Yeah, Joshua Bates again on the carry. And that's better. Close out the first quarter, look like. And that will take us to the end of the first quarter. They're good size. Panthers on top, 14 0. Mike Prince and Charles Bishop. We got a quarter on this, Bishop. Here we go. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. With over 20 years of experience as a lawyer, attorney Lee Van Richardson Jr. can help you with whatever your need may be divorce, car accidents, criminal case, wills, deeds, trust, civil suits, parent and child relationships. Contact Richardson's Law Office located at 1047 Austin Street in Hempstead, Texas. You can call them at 979-826-8008. Attorney Lee Van Richardson, Jr. in Hempstead, Texas. The Open Mic Broadcast Network receives the majority of its operating funds from individual members. For less than the cost of a daily newspaper, you too can support some of the most important programs on radio. Your membership provides us with the dollars to support Open Mic Broadcast Network and the Open Mic Broadcast Network programs produced, such as our live sports coverage, 
the sports report, and the missions report. Your annual subscription allows us to produce Waller County-related programs with this dynamic lineup of live performances and community shows. Listen as a subscriber and ensure the Open Mic Broadcast Network has the resources to sustain services that go beyond the borders of our community coverage. If you have any questions about the Open Mic Broadcast membership, please feel free to contact us at ombnetwork at gmail.com, or you can call us at 832-213-8824. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. They flip sides. The ball is at the 37-yard line. Jackson State now going from left to right. The wind steadily slowing things down as now they're ready to go to snap and a quick throw. Almost intercepted. Oh, my, you're talking about jumping all over there, reading that one like yesterday's newspaper for the Panthers. Number 46, getting the senior, making, I'm sorry, not the senior, but that shot, the uh, nail. She's not the senior. I was thinking about, um, I tell you, they're taking the tibia over there. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, I thought it was 1-6, but that was 4-6. Yeah, he did a, one a, six a, is tibia. A great job reading that play, and he, he saw it in the jump. It almost made the pick that time. Tibia stretching out. It'd be interesting to see what Jackson State can do now with the win at their back. They are uh, number uh, they are number one in the passing offense in the sack. Yes, sir. Under two yards a game. That was a concern about uh, Coach Street and the Panthers because they do throw the ball well. Now they got the win at their back and the pressure to throw. And another one almost kicked off. This one by Weaver. And the DBs are answering the call. I tell you, yeah, they're blanketing on Jackson State's receivers right now. Well, you got a 14-0 lead. You got confidence. Right. You're still trying. You have nothing to lose. Right? Exactly. And, exactly. And, and, and this is what happens when you got confidence in the guys playing behind. Exactly, exactly. And right now, they're, they're really jumping routes pretty well. So it's going to third down and 10. So McGowan now looking that spread look. One back in the backfield. Takes a snap. Looks to his left. Steps up in the pocket. Now he throws as he's hit. And that ball is going to be that ball. Debo Reed just laid a massive hit. It was a flag crown turn. Yeah, it looks like he's going to have a defensive hold in that time. Uh, that time, Jackson State receiver, um, big number 80. Uh, that time, that was Will Gerson. He was trying to make a cut out of, trying to make a break out of his cut. And he was held that time. Well, Going to give Jackson State a little breather right now as the Panthers, they've been playing pretty good all the way around. You don't want penalties to keep drives alive. 14-48 remaining before the half. Panthers on top, 14-0. to zero. Got some stat information that we'll give you for you after the first quarter play as soon as this play is over with. See if Brother Bishop can bring us up to speed on who's doing what. Ready to receive a snap now. McCollin takes it, gives it to his back to the left side, sprinting through, stripping oh, Cutting back inside. Medina finally bringing him down as a first down indicated at the 32-yard line. Big first down run for Jackson State. Nice hard running that time by Joshua Bates. He was able to find something over here on the left side. And that was a big Frank Carter Dante Fisher. He opened up the hole for him over there. Bates making his presence felt. How many yards Bates got? Uh, Bates thus far, he has he had 15 yards in that first quarter. But 
I think he got it all right there. He just got it all back right there. One yeah. of back to Bates. He spins. This time he's met by a host of Panthers. Leading the charge on that one was Medina yet again and Williamson. Boy, those good guys are having a day so far. Yeah, he found nothing in the middle of that time. Might have got back to the line of scrimmage. I think they're going to be generous and give it maybe one. All right, must have some Jackson State connections, man. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying anything else. But it, 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 you have a legacy of family members that all went to Jackson State, correct? Oh, yes, yes, yes. My entire family, for the most part, had uh, true blue Jackson State fans. Uh, what did you say, true what? True blue. Oh, say that one more time. <laughs> true blue Jackson true State. Let's do it. again. They're spinning right into the arms uh, Reed, Devon Reed, and Devon Jackson. That was a great job that time by Devon yes, Reed coming down the line and really making a nice stop that time on Joshua Bates. He might have picked that maybe one, maybe maybe two yards on that carry. So it's going to make it third down and ten yards for Jackson State. Jackson State looks like they're going to bring their athlete. Ben Thomas in the backfield. So it's 13:09 remaining. The double pistol look sends a man out in motion now. McCarr looks to throws, throw it across the middle, and that pass is complete. Lock it on the tackle, but great reception by Jackson State. I'm sorry, yeah, Jackson State's Will Ghost. Yeah, Will Ghost in that time made a nice catch in traffic and was able to get a huge first down for Jackson State. Tigers finally moving the ball a little bit on this drive. Yes, sir. This is coming up on the 10th play of the drive right now. Jackson State has the ball at the 13-yard line of the Panthers. Going from left to right on the dial, trailing 14-0. to zero. Colin takes the snap, looks to his left. Steps up in the pocket, throws back. That ball is all intercepted. But Weaver coming in, they're making an exceptional play and a break on the ball. Now, I'll tell you, at that time, Weaver did a great job of making a break on the ball. Morikawa, he stared down Dan Williams the whole time, and uh, Weaver was able to step in front of that and almost uh, make a nice interception for Thurgood. 12 28 remaining in the second quarter. Panthers on top, 14 0. Balls at the 13 yard line, second down and 10. For Jackson State. McCowan now awaiting the snap. Takes the snap and gives to his back going to the left side and getting down to the 10 yard line will look like it was number 16, Benjamin Thomas. Yeah, Benjamin Thomas is the athlete. You'll see him line up a little bit like John Terry You'll see him in the back there. You'll see him line up in the slot sometimes. But I'm going to score the there. But a uh, nice play that time by Medina and friends to get over there and make a nice stop. Third down and seven now. Jackson State looking to get a first down, but with the win at it, you wonder if this is four down too. Yeah, you would think with the win at your back, you might want to look at going for it. So the Panthers looking like they're watching Bliss now backing out. And the snap, the throw, intercepted yeah. in the end zone. The Panthers coming through. Dominique Weaver. Yeah, I'm not sure if Mark Collins saw on that play because he threw that one into double coverage and they were blanketed on Dan Williams. Weaver coming up with the INT in the end zone and the Panthers are making some noise today. Yeah, that was a huge defensive stop at Prairie uh, Like I said, you're going to have to make hay today with the wind at your back and for them to make a, a defensive stop inside the red zone, a huge play at the time for Prairie View defense. So the Panthers will get the ball at their 20-yard line with 11.45 
here in the second quarter. We'll see how the Panthers deal with this gusting wind right now. They're out for the first time. Spread look for Green. Green gives it over to Aber. Aber going to the left side. Oh, wow. Smith. Fancy move. Come to the outside. He could be gone. He's got the 50 across. And he's going to be finally out of bounds at the 43-yard line. A nifty run. No flags down. As that was a 37-yard run on the left side sweep by Jonta Abraham. Not only is it a nice run, but uh, he found a seed and was able to make a move on the safety, and that was what helped him go for another 20-some-odd yards downfield. So you got a 25-mile-an-hour win in your face, run the ball. That's what you got to do. So passes quickly back to the line of scrimmage. Green takes the snap, gives it to Abraham again. I'm sorry, this not Abraham, but Fred Anderson. Anderson running down inside the 40. He'll be stopped at the 40. That's a 37-yard line. And that was a great start that time by Cornelius Henderson because uh, that looked like Fred Henderson had more room to uh, run on that play. So the Panthers already at 14-0 here in the second quarter, 10 minutes and 47 seconds before halftime. And I remind you, at halftime, we'll have Mr. Charles Bishop's scoreboard report. Panthers now set, ready. Courtney Brown in the backfield. Play action to Courtney Brown. There's a pass. Cadell Hodge had that. And I said Courtney Brown, forgive me, but that was Fred Anderson in the backfield. Yeah, that was a nice play action that time. It looked like he had Cadell Hodge on the, on the, on the little slot that time. But uh, so yeah, Justin Jemison had him lined up for you. Yeah, ready to deliver. Probably best he didn't catch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you credit for that one, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Third down, and six yards to go for a Panther first down. Like <laughs> that, yes, third warning today. <laughs> well, they didn't warn in both sides. Now, Jackson State, man, they're going to make noise. You can't play, but you can't tell me to be quiet. <laughs> well, you got to love it. Only in the right side for Trey Green. Fred Anderson in the backfield. Green takes it, throws it, the soft charge. Oh! Yeah, you're going to have a defensive pass in the field. Yeah, Hodge had one-on-one coverage, and he had his man beat. Tell you that Xavier Bingham did not uh, grab onto the shoulder and ride to the wall. That was a touchdown. That was like a piggyback ride. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> So first down for the Panthers. The wind has been gusting. It has been a fantastic season for the Panthers, and it's not wanting to be over just yet. Panthers win this game, and they're still having an outside invitation of a playoff bid from the FCS playoffs. So Panther Nation will be geared to the Twitter accounts and social media all over the world trying to push, but the Panthers got to take care of business here with Jackson State. Green takes the snap. Okay. Time throws it and is caught up in the wind. Yeah, caught up in the wind. Uh, we talked about that in this, this 20, 15 to 20 mile an hour wind, and that time over 
a fantastic example of uh, he put a nice ball out there, but it just stayed like a wounded duck up in there. Well, one thing about it now, you, uh, Green has got to know the elements and the conditions. He kind of tossed it like the wind was behind his back. Right, right. You, you got to put a little ump, a little ump, ump on that joker. You better. He's <laughs> going right into the teeth of it. Yes, sir. So now we're ready to go, Panthers, with the ball. At the 27-yard line, as it gives to Abair. Abair running, got this short stretch. And I'm going to tell you what, Courtney Henderson. Courtney Henderson just showed that he's a man. Uh, yes, indeed. And I say it's Courtney Henderson. He is a finalist for the, the Big Ben uh, Cavalry Award, which is a uh, HBCU postseason award. And that time he showed why he was one of the finalists that he was yeah, he's crazy middle for Jackson. Yes, sir. Uh, Abair looked like he was running in place. Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> Grabbing on the middle that time. Yes, sir. So now it's ball at the 25-yard line, third down, and we'll call it seven for the Panthers. Bear in the backfield with Green. Three receivers to the right side. Panthers awaiting the snap, and there's a gear to Bear to the left side. Running inside, got the lane, and he's bouncing off the defender, and finally out of bounds at the 12-yard line. Another impressive run by Abel. Picks up 14 yards. Nice play. Nice play. Two yards. Pick up that time for Jonathan Abel. He followed the big guys, Clint Hazley and Josiah Freeman on that left-hand side and was able to find a nice little seam over there. Nine minutes and 19 seconds before the half. Panthers on top, 14-0. But they're knocking at the door. The ball's at the 13-yard line. Going from right to left, right in the face of that northern wind. Green. Checking out the situation. Sends LaSalle in motion. Gives it to Abel. Abel, come back inside. And he gets down to the six-yard line. Seven is where they'll spot it. Picks up another six yards. So you have to the offensive line there. Uh, really blowing them off the ball a little bit on this drive. They picked up some impressive runs. He's found some cutback lanes there uh, for Jonathan Abel and Courtney Brown and Terry Anderson all seeing action on this drive. Yes, sir. That's how the right side of the line, Denzel Lewis and Sean Peters opened up a big hole for Abel. It's going to be second down, and the ball is at the seven-yard line. Impressive drive thus far for Peters. Yes, sir. Abel in the backfield with Green. Green is in the shotgun formation. Two receivers to the right side. LaSalle on the inside. Does it give to Abair again? Cutting back, weaving in and out, down inside the five, and he'll finally get down around the three to four yard line, depending on the spot of the ball. Nice run that time by Abair. He's he able, he's able to really kind of find some creases when you don't see them from up here. <laughs> well, I, don't, I can't see him, and if it was a crease, there's nothing I can do with it. <laughs> Seven minutes and 55 seconds. Here comes the rhino. Change yeah. Here comes the rhino, baby. Dante Smiling, senior quarterback, the Rhino Package, and one thing we know, he is afraid of flying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dante Smiling likes to choke the life out of the airplane cushions on the flight last week to Montgomery. There's a give. Dante Smiley taking it. The Rhino again. And a touchdown. He was able to bring down. Four yard touchdown run for the Rhino. And he said, I might be afraid of the air, but I'm a beast on the ground. You better believe it. <laughs> Impressive drive. You take a look. They started on their own 20 and just marched the ball downfield. Yes, sir. So Smiley comes in with the rhino package, and the Panthers with the PAT is up. It is good. And it is good. And with seven minutes 
and 27 seconds. The Panthers take a 21-0 lead. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Your business in the black? Do you really know? Gunderson's Bookkeeping can lower your taxes, increase your profits, and help control your cash flow. Gunderson is a QuickBook certified pro advisor providing monthly training for groups and individuals. Call for a free business assessment at 936-372-2661. Wingaritas, margaritas, wings, and things. Dine in or to go. Located at 736 University Drive in Prairie View, Texas, Wingaritas offers a variety of wings to choose from. Asian spice, buffalo, lemon pepper, orange ginger, and teriyaki. You can order online at toasttab forward slash wingaritas.com. That number is 936-857-0025. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Dante the Rhino Smiley. Taking it in from four yards out to give the Panthers a 21-0 lead. Charles is mounting up. Hey, they're starting to mount up. But Peyton did exactly what they should be doing when you're going into the win. They love the football. Yes, yeah, sir. They, 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 they really utilize the three-headed monsters out there, Fred Anderson and, and Cody Brown on that drive. And, and that's what that's what you're supposed to do in incremental letter. Now, Holly will be holding the ball for the kicker. Fullerhand and whoa, look at the ball. Carter, drop, kick, and wow. Is what? Picked up by the Panthers? It looked like he was. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Looked like an onside kick. It was not an onside kick. The wind held it up. The wind held it up. It went beyond 10 yards. First down previous. Wow. Who came up? I I don't speculate who came up with the ball, but it is Panthers' ball. Like that might have been Stephen Blayock who came up with the ball. He was he was heading up on that. Wow! So seven fifteen. Again, the kickoff is about a twenty five mile an hour win, and the Joshua Holly was able to yeah, that was Joshua Holly on the holders. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow! Unbelievable. I've never seen that. No, sir. I've I'm that. lost for words on that one. The ball is going to be at the 44-yard line of Jackson State. You try to kick the ball off, and the wind holds it up. And uh, it did go beyond 10 yards. So the Panthers' offense is right back on there. This time, Fred Anderson is in the backfield. Dante, I'm sorry, Jonta Abel is lined up in the right slot. He will now come in motion. And there's a stoppage of play. And, wow, we've been having a winger we to play at a game, and that just might be one of them with the – it's really official an onside kick. It, it, it is an official an onside kick. And if you're looking at it, you saw Jackson State's uh, receiving team. They're, they're running back to get in that uh, block formation, so to speak, and the ball is fluttering over their head. So. so it looks like a timeout was taken. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll be right back. Panthers on top, 21 nothing, but they're knocking at the door. Cordillo Law Office, located at 728 Austin Street in Hempstead, Texas, providing service coverage for Austin, Wines, Fort Bend, Harris, and Waller Counties. For their need for criminal defense or civil cases, contact Cordillo at 936-857-5964. <laughs> The Walla 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 The Yellowstone Podcast. The Royal The Wharton County Junior College Pioneers. The Prairie View and University of The Open Mic Broadcast Network model is 
Listen to student athletic coverage right here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network, the station designed with you in mind. Serving the community through faith and athletics, the Open Mic Broadcast Network, the voice of student athletics. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We did have one play that got in. A quick run for the Panthers down inside. Picked up about four yards on the play. That run was to Fred Anderson. So the Panthers taking advantage of a golden opportunity right now. Yeah, this is a huge drive for the Jackson State defense to try to see if they could get a stop here. There's a option read by Green. Green will get it and fall down at the 35-yard line. He's going to be a little bit short. He's going to be a little short of the first down. He's going to need a one yard. Yeah, this is where the Prairie offense is really starting to circuit dominance now. Uh, you can start to see that their offensive line is really laying the pads to Jackson State's defensive line. Well, there's six minutes and 25 seconds remaining before half. Panthers have the ball third down and two on one of the most freakish onside kicks I'd ever seen in all my years of broadcasting. Holding the ball was Joshua Holly, and with this gusting wind, the ball was just lifted right up in the air, and Holly recovered for the recovery. There's a sweep to Abair. Abair cutting back inside, down in the lane, and finally tripped up at the 25-26 yard line. And Abair is showing his elusiveness and power along with speed. I tell you, the beautiful thing about that play is Josiah Freeman leading Abair around the corner, and uh, Freeman was looking for somebody to lay into him. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's going to be first down and 10. The ball is at the 25-yard line. It looks like Jackson State wants to take a timeout, and we'll take a timeout. Five minutes and 47 seconds. Panthers on top, 21 nothing. You're listening to Panther football right here at the Upper Mike Broadcast Network, Prairie View, Texas. Apple Ford Hyundai is a dealer you can count on. Apple's range of car services include new Ford Hyundai sales, used car sales, car loans, and auto financing. Certified Ford Hyundai Auto Service Department, full selection of Ford Hyundai Auto Parts, and aftermarket accessories. Go on out to Brenham, Texas, and find out why Apple Ford Hyundai has been named the best-kept secret in Brazos Valley. They're located at 1820 Highway 290 West in Brenham, Texas. You can dial a toll-free number at 888-898-6095. There's even an internet sales division. Simply go to www.appleford.com. Apple Ford Hyundai of Brenham, Texas. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Spread formation for the Panthers. They're going from right to left on the dial. The ball is at the 25-yard line. Courtney Brown now in the backfield. There's a deal to Brown going straight down the middle, bouncing off. He's going to be wrapped up, and he'll be tackled right at the line of scrimmage as It'll be second down and 10 for the Panthers. Great play that time by Keontre Anderson, the defensive man for Jackson State. He was able to keep Courtney Brown from bouncing to the outside. So it'll be second down and 10. Panthers with the ball and with the lead at 21-0. We'll give you a recap on the scoring right after this play. As now... Jackson State in that 4-3 defensive look. Green looks, pumps one time, wants to throw for the big play, and could not get it. Cadell Hodge incomplete in the end zone. Looked like Cadell Hodge had a step that time on Xavier and Bingham. Looked like they're picking on Bingham uh, down here on this uh, left-hand side of the field. 
I don't know if they've seen something, but it looks like they're really trying to work on Xavier Bingham. Well, the Panthers, they've gotten three touchdowns, one off an interception, returned for 18 yards by Arthur Lockett at 7.33 of the first quarter, a 10-yard touchdown run by Fred Anderson off the fumble Ruski, and a four-yard run by Dante Rhino-Smiley, and that is giving us a 21-0 lead. It is third down and 10 now for the Panthers, and with that wind blowing, this is definitely two-down territory. A quick does old Statue of Liberty delay a draw to Courtney Brown, and Courtney Brown was looking for somebody to run into. He started to the 19-yard line. He went left, went right, and just went right to the defender. And it will be third down. And this is not even a field goal attempt. Not with the wind blowing like it is. You right. got to keep the offensive unit out there. Exactly. You're up 21 nothing. So now it is going to be fourth down, and we'll call it four yards, Charles. Fourth and four, and Prairie is first in the swag. Uh, in fourth down conversions, uh, they've converted to 72% uh, of, of their fourth down conversions. They're 18 of 25 on the season. 18 of 25 of the season. Can they be 19 of 26 to snap to green? He got the man. He's right. Now he takes it, throws it, and that ball is almost intercepted as he was trying to hit Lestrap, and it's going to end up being a turnover of downs for the Panthers. Yeah, that time Trey Green, he missed Cadell Hodge, uh, who was open initially. Try to throw back across the body. You never want to do that nice break up that time by Xavier Bingham. That was a big start that time for the Jackson State defense. Well, Jackson State defense makes a defensive stand with 4-16 remaining in this first half of play. The ball is at the 19-yard line of Jackson State. That is where they'll take over, trailing by the score of 21-0. You got 4.16 left before half. We'll see if Jackson State can get anything going on offense. There's a snap, a quick throw. That ball is down low, intended to hit the receiver. Fossilman on the coverage was Damon Jackson for the Panthers. Yeah, that time Fossilman probably should have made that catch. Uh, it would have helped out Jackson State tremendously and trying to get some positive yardage on first now. Well, the Panthers defensively. Controlled by Ralph Street, defensive coordinator. He has answered his naysayers thus far. Started off slow, but the defense has responded each week and improved each week. The snap to McGowan looks, throws it. That ball floating across over the intended receiver on the coverage was Jackson. Tell you what, he had Jabari Payton on a little post pattern right in the middle of the field, but the ball looked like it floated on him a little bit there. Yeah, Chase Jackson on the coverage as it will now be third down for Jackson State. And they had a, a, an impressive drive prior to, uh, what was it, 12 plays. Yeah. But nothing to show for. Right. Third down, 10, balls at the 19-yard line. Jackson State waits the snap, get it, stepping up in the pocket, throwing across the middle, and that ball just knows that he's throwing like he's throwing into the wind. Yeah, i tell you what, I'm not sure what Morikawa was looking on that one, but he, he really had nothing. I give credit to Purdue's defense. They really had receivers blanketed. And another three and a half for Jackson State. And at this point, you kind of start to wonder if you're going to see Jordan Williams at some point here for the Tigers. Well, right now, mathematically, Jackson State still has a chance. And, and with everything that's been going on so far, uh, you got to start putting any rabbit off the hat that you have available. Yeah. So back deep for the Panthers will be Anthony Wilkes. He'll wait to this 31-yard line. Nice punt. Bounces, 
and it will go out inside the 20-yard line. They're going to spot it right at the 19-yard line. It'll be first down and 10 for Burley. I tell you what, that really flips field position that time for Jackson State's uh, defense. Uh, nice punt that time by uh, Ryan Deason. So the Panthers will come in with three minutes and 57 seconds before the half at the 19-yard line. We'll see what they can do. With the ball. I'm sorry, that was Darcy Williams, so let me make sure I give Darcy his credit. <laughs> Don't want you to hit the Aussie. The big Aussie. The big Aussie. Yes. So now the Panthers will come back. Ball's at their 19-yard line. Trey Green, along with Abair, in the backfield. Panthers leading 21 nothing. Going from right to left. I said Abair, but that's Courtney Brown. Courtney Brown gets the handoff, running to the right side. And he'll be tripped up at the 23-yard line. He'll pick up four. Nice run that time by uh, Courtney Brown. Purdue has been able to keep the chains moving on first down, especially getting three and four. That makes it a manageable third down. Well, I think a, a, a manageable distance, I should say. I got to give credit to the big bone there here in full force. You got a few Jackson State faithful. A uh, pretty good faithful crowd for Prairie View with their home away from home here at Walla ISD Stadium. It's going to be second down as there's a play action to Brown. Oh, and that ball, great defensive play. Uh, you're going to have a pass interference on that, yeah. Bell was the intended receiver for the Panthers, and on the defensive uh, stop for Jackson State, it was number eight, Robert P- Porter. Robert Porter is going to be called with the foul. Yes, Quinn Bell was the intended receiver. Yeah, Jackson State's uh, uh, coaches, they're, they're upset with that one, but that was a great call at that time by T. Jones, the field judge. Uh, kind of had his hand on the back of the jersey and was able to pull himself forward and make a nice break up that time. Well, being an old defensive guy myself, <laughs> I, I, I like the play that, that Porter put on. I yeah. thought it was a very good play. Uh, you got to give these guys a break. It's every now and then. That, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like a tough call, tough call. Double pistol look now as Abel goes in motion. Let's go to Courtney Brown. Courtney Brown running, and it will fall across, and they're going to say he's at the 37-and-a-half-yard line. Javancy Jones that time for Jackson State coming down the line to make the tackle for the Tigers. We're going to have us a treat watching these bands here with three minutes and three seconds remaining. Panthers on top by the score of 21 nothing. Second down, it should be third down, I thought, but it's going to be Courtney Brown running to the right side, and he will be bottled up right back at the line of scrimmage. Or they're going to give him about a yard on the game. Yeah, nice stop that time for the Tigers. Uh, Nice stop that time by number 94, Taylor Washington, 93, Cornelius Henderson. Plugging things up there, time for the Tigers. 2.33 remaining in the first half. It's going to be third down and four for the Panthers. In the backfield is Courtney Brown. Well, we got another imposter. Here's one of your flat brothers over here. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, brother? <laughs> so now the Panthers with third down and four. Green takes the snap. Lips rolling to his right side. He he's got the room, and he's going to get the first down as he runs out of bounds at the 45-yard line with 2.05 remaining before the half. It looks like you might have a hold in that time on the right tackle. So it ain't so, Joe. Yeah. That looked like they sprung uh, Trey Green on that play because he had the right right side to himself over there. And, yeah, that is the call. Well, it's going to push the Panthers back and going to negate the first down that the Panthers had. 
Yeah, that's pretty big because the 285 left, that would have given Prairie View a first down and a little bit of a lease on life there. It's going to be third down and about 14, 15 yards for the Panthers. Right now, you'd look for Abel to run a little crossing route, try to make something happen as Jackson is the inside receiver. Abel is lined up on the wide receiver to the left side of Green. To the right side is Hodge in the single receiver slot. Now he takes it, looks, close that ball back to Abel. Abel gets the screen. He got it. He splits defenders, and he's down to the 41-yard line. <laughs> and oh, right foot spot. Boy, first down. I don't know, Charles. They're gonna, it's going to be awful. I'll tell you on that one. Awful close. And just like that, he was able to pick up 14 yards yeah. and make it questionable, and they're going to say it's a little bit short, Charles. That was a great design of a play that time, and Jackson State really put some pressure that time on Trey Green, and it opened things up on the outside. you got to always know it's not the A there. Yes, sir. So it's a minute 27 remaining in the first quarter. There's a timeout taken. We'll stay right here. Charles, I, I know you're a Jackson State alum right now. Well, they got the measurement coming out. We'll yeah. see what the measurement is. But while they're doing that, what's your, what's your assessment of this first half of play? Well, it's been tough for Jackson State's offense to really get anything going. And it's, and it's kind of been the story of Jackson State's season. The offense that does a few three and outs and leaves the defense out there a little bit too long and, uh, so to speak, the dam breaks eventually. As they stretch the chains, it's about a, a half a football short. Coach Willie Simmons right there eyeing it down and see what he's going to call out. Trey Green is talking to Coach. So, Coach, we can make it. And they're huddled up. And I would not be surprised if the Panthers don't try to make a statement, not to Jackson State, but to the FCS Rhino Package. And the Rhino Package is going to come in with a minute and 27 seconds remaining. What do you think about this call, potential call, Charles? Yeah, this would be huge, I think, for, for, for Jackson State. If they can uh, stop here on this pass down, they will get the ball in great field position with 127 uh, or 120-some-odd and some change left. They'll have it on the, on the uh, preview side of the field. So given the last-minute instructions, Willie Simmons looking in, you have Russo coming out. He'll be as a receiver. You have the Panthers sending out number 29, Ronnie Caesar. He'll be in along with the Rhino package. You have Dante Rhino Smiley. He'll be lined up. So you have, let's see if they try to draw him out here. John Allen in at the fullback. The Panthers looking. Now Smiley comes close. He backs back up. Shotgun formation. Takes the snap. Gives it to Abel. Sweep it to the right side. Cuts back a throw. I don't think he got it. It'll be close. Yeah, he got the first down. Meanwhile, the clock will indicate 47 seconds. Now it's finally stopped with 47 seconds remaining. That was a great play that time by Jackson State, stringing that out. And uh, when they tried to turn it back inside, uh, they came with the cavalry. That was a host of Tigers in on that tackle. So now they're going to bring out the measuring sticks one more time. Jackson State already saying they don't like the spot of the ball. And where they got this out, this might be barely enough, Charles. And it is a first down for the Panthers, a half the distance of the football. And the Panthers, they have two timeouts remaining. Both teams have two timeouts remaining, 47 seconds. Do you take timeout right here and 
So, oh, well, well, I, I think you do. I mean, you, you're going into the wind, and you're, you're a nicely piece away. I, I think I'd be content to go into the uh, halftime with a 21 nothing lead. So the Panthers, they get the first down. More importantly, they keep Jackson State oh, away from the ball exactly. with that gusting wind going over 20 miles an hour going from north to south or left to right on your dial. So there is a quick stoppage of action. We're going to take us a quick timeout, and we'll be right back. Today's broadcast is being made possible by some local business merchants, Appleport Hyundai of Fredham, Texas, Brookshire Hardware in Brookshire, Texas, Wingaritas Wings and Things in Burley, Texas, Hempstead Movie Theater in Hempstead, Texas, Key Insurance Agency in Brookshire, Texas, Larry's Automotive in Wallafields, Fort, Texas, Gunderson's Bookkeeping of Walla, Texas, the City of Prairie View for the Economic Group in Prairie View, Texas, Attorney Lee Van Richardson in Hempstead, Texas, Temple of Refuge Ministries located in Prairie View, Texas, Wine and Roses located at 125 7th Street in Somerville, Texas, Citizen State Bank located in Somerville, Texas, Attorney Sylvia Savillo located in Hempstead, Texas. If you or your business would like to become a listening partner or a supporter of our student athletic coverage, please feel free to contact us at 832-213-8824. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Charles, recap is what we just missed. Nice guy to see the screen that time, but took a bell high. She was able to break a couple of tackles and pick up about 20 and gets it into Jackson State territory. So the ball is at the 46, 36-yard line of Jackson State. Green takes the snap, got time, look, goes back across, and that is wow. off Cadell Hodges' hands, and the crossing route's going to stop the clock with 30 seconds left before halftime. Well, I tell you, he's just crazy to hear Simmons. He's keeping his foot on the gas pedal here. Uh, he wants some more points right before halftime. It's like the more you get, the more you want. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so a second down and 10. 36 yards away from Paydirt or the Panthers. Panthers pointing back at the game clock as the game clock is look like they're going to finally readjust it so they're ready to get things going here. Green has Brown in the backfield, Abel in the left slot. Waiting to snap. Green gets it. Looks like. I was just about to say, finds out to Abel and Xavier Bingham. He had a pick six in his hand. I mean, he stepped right in the path of the ball. If he catches that, Bingham is still running. Yes, he is. It's a love's gas station. Yeah, you better believe it. They tried to get screen on that bubble screen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they were reading and keying in on that one, and a great jump that time. Nonetheless, the Panthers have dodged the bullets. So I tell you what, when your offense is struggling, you need plays like that. They're going to take a look back at that and really read the fact that uh, Bingham wasn't able to haul that one in. So it's going to bring up third down and 10. Bear now in the backfield. And I wouldn't be surprised if they still tried to run this with Bear, and there's a stoppage. I wouldn't be surprised if they did some like jet sweep with Bear on this. It's a high percentage yeah, exactly. and that win is still a factor in this contest. And, and, and Green has uh, dodged a couple of bullets as yes, far as has. turnovers are going. Yes, he has. They're going to get paid. He's got time for a delay of game, so that'll push him back a little bit to the 41-yard line. So the Panthers will go back 
41 yard line is the line of scrimmage. Third down and 10. That is a give to Hodge. Hodge is reverse. Will expose the ball. And it floated forever and finally caught. <laughs> that is the double reverse pass to Trey Green. <laughs> and boy, what the tennis and put everything running out the hat. Well, hey, he's a fun coach to follow. <laughs> That's three fun plays today for the play of the offense. But tell you what, you're throwing the ball against the wind, and that was floated out there forever. But Kobe was able to make a reception. They bring up the fourth down. Fourth down, 20 seconds. Remaining before the hand. Oh my goodness! They <laughs> they put a rabbit out there. Fourth, and we'll call it six. There's another stoppage in play. As yeah, you're gonna have a false start that time. Over left tackle, Josiah Freeman moving a little bit. <laughs> These guys get excited, don't they? Yeah. Hey, when you have fun players like that, you want to <laughs> get the long scrimmage here, huh? Oh man, I can't wait to run yeah, this one. Exactly. I get to hit him, and they ain't going to say nothing to me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to push the Panthers back five additional yards. So the ball now will be at the looks at 37-yard line. Yeah, 27. Sorry about that, Charles. Fifth down play here. Yes, sir. Fifth down play. So you'll see what old... Shotgun Simmons has up his sleeves right about now. So Abed going in motion. He's lined up as a wide receiver now on the far side. Take the snap. Want to roll to his right. That's green. He finally takes it out of hand. Abed and uh, I thought the flag was thrown, but that was intended for Abed. Yeah, that time, I tell you what, if he wasn't throwing it to the wind, uh, Abed had a step that ball was woefully underthrown that time. They let turnover on down for Jackson State. So the Panthers. Turn it over on downs. It's almost one of those no foul, no harm situations. Exactly. 13 seconds left. Now, you can't have a defensive collapse right before the half. Yeah, that's why that, that first down that they were able to get, keep, the, keep the ball another few downs. That was big. Maybe Jackson State about 13 seconds left before half. Yes, sir. So, Jackson State will be getting the ball back at the start of the uh, second half. So now the spread look, well, we have a spread look for Jackson State. Takes a snap, stepping up in the pocket, throwing it, going downfield. Almost another interception for Lockett. Yeah. Tell you what, he didn't have anything really on that, and he was hoping that number six for Jackson State, Devin Fossil, that they have to make a play for him, but the ball sailed a little bit on it. Well, don't forget, at halftime, we'll have Mr. Charles. This is his report on the Southwestern Athletic Conference and all the latest and the greatest that's going on. we got a couple of scores that we'll tell you about. We'll take us a two-minute, 30-second break. We'll have our halftime report on the way as the wind is gusting up mighty, mighty strong. There's a snap. Stepping up in the pocket. Oh, there's going to be a sack. Yeah. Is that Reed? That's probably where it's Devon Reed. And if that's the case, no, that was our big guy, Hopper. With James Hopper. James Hopper with the side. <laughs> Devon Reed had six sacks come into the game. They did give the big guy his problem. Yeah, James <laughs> Hopper, and at the end of the first half of play, the Panthers take a halftime lead of 21-0. We'll take a break, and we'll start with our halftime report. 
Hello, this is Mike Prince with the Open Mic Broadcast Network. I want to remind you that now is the opportunity for you to become a listening partner with the Open Mic Broadcast Network. At $36 a year, your annual donation will help support and undergird our live broadcast coverage for our student-athletes. Simply go to our website, obnradio.com, and become a listening partner today. Serving the community through faith and athletics, the Open Mic Broadcast Network, the voice of student-athletics. Apple Ford Hyundai is a dealer you can count on. Apple's range of car services include new Ford Hyundai sales, used car sales, car loans, and auto financing. Certified Ford Hyundai Auto Service Department, full selection of Ford Hyundai Auto Parts, and aftermarket accessories. Go on out to Brenham, Texas, and find out why Apple Ford Hyundai has been named the best-kept secret in Brazos Valley. They're located at 1820 Highway 290 West in Brenham, Texas. You can dial the toll-free number at 888-898-6095. There's even an Internet sales division. Simply go to www.appleford.com. Apple Ford Hyundai of Brenham, Texas. With over 20 years of experience as a lawyer, attorney Lee Van Richardson, Jr. can help you with whatever your need may be. Divorce, car accidents, criminal case, wills, deeds, trust, civil suits, parent and child relationships. Contact Richardson's Law Office located at 1047 Austin Street in Hempstead, Texas. You can call them at 979-826-8008. Attorney Lee Van Richardson, Jr. in Hempstead, Texas. Wingaritas, Margaritas, Wings, and Things. Dine in or to go. Located at 736 University Drive in Prairie View, Texas, Wingaritas offers a variety of wings to choose from. Asian spice, buffalo, lemon pepper, orange ginger, and teriyaki. You can order online at toasttab forward slash wingaritas.com. That number is 936-857-0025. Welcome to another live broadcast here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Now that you found us, keep it locked where you got it. The Open Mic Broadcast Network, Prairie View, Texas. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Halftime, Panthers on top by the score of 21 nothing. Panthers have been in the driver's seat, started off with a huge interception return for a touchdown by Arthur Lockett with 7.33 in the first quarter, giving the Panthers a 7-0 lead. Shortly after that, with 51 seconds remaining, in the first quarter, the Panthers end up getting a 10-yard run by Fred Anderson, and the PAT was good. It made it 14-0, Panthers on top. And then the Panthers end up with another four-yard run by Dante the Rhino Smiley with 7.27 on the second quarter to make it 21-0. And the ensuing kickoff, one of the strangest plays we'd ever seen, yeah. the onside kick, the unintentional, unintentional onside kick, <laughs> recovered by Joshua Holly, and the Panthers not able to do anything with it. They ate up some time. They ate up three minutes right. on that possession, they ended up punting the ball, and they ended up uh, going forward on their final possession of the quarter with a uh, fourth down with one minute and 27 seconds in their own territory. Getting that first down to extend the time is consuming drive, exactly. which led us to this 21 nothing half. 
got some quick scores we're going to give you right before we go into our uh, sports report for the uh, scoreboard show by yours truly, Mr. Charles Bishop. We have at halftime Arkansas Pine Bluff Golden Lions on top of Mississippi Valley, 10 nothing at the half. And we also have a score sighting of Alabama A&M and Alcorn State. Alcorn State on top by the score of 7 to 0. Alcorn can clinch today with the win of Alabama A&M. That's right. Alcorn can clinch. Panthers still trying to make their case for an FCS playoff bid. We're going to go and enjoy these bands and let you get the scoreboard show offered up by Charles Bishop. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more Halftime Report. Welcome back to the scoreboard show here on the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Before we take a look at Prairie View's matchup with Jackson State today, we take a look at SWAT Conference news and notes. Now, thanks to Gremlin's 49-31 win over Arkansas Pound Bluff, Half of the 2015 Toyota SWAC Football Championship is set. The Tigers have clinched the SWAC Western Division, and they will face the Eastern Division champs. Now, this will be the G-Men's first appearance in the SWAC Championship game since 2011. If you take a look over at the Eastern Division, Alcorn is poised to clinch a chance to defend their SWAC Championship if the Braves defeat Alabama A&M this weekend. They will wrap up the Eastern Division side. Now, Alabama State and Jackson State are still mathematically alive in the division race, Alabama State has completed their conference slate, uh, with, and they finished with a 5-4 and four record. And Jackson State would also have a 5-4 and four record if they went out in the rest of conference play. Now, at that point, uh, various tiebreakers would come into play to settle the Eastern Division side. To take a look at some other notes. Now, Leonard Tillery is officially the all-time leading rusher in Southern University history after after his fifth straight 100-yard outing last week. Tillery is the only player in the conference that has rushed for 1,000 yards this season as he sits at 1,121 yards, and that's good for ninth in the FCS. And his 13 touchdowns are sixth in FCS. Tillery is a junior, and he's amassed thus far 3,050 yards at Southern, and he only needs 87 yards in the season finale against Gramlin to top his rush total from last season. To take a look at Jonathan Williams of Gramlin State, he leads the nation with 34 touchdown passes this season. Now, his performance has pushed the Tigers' offense to historical heights, and it is currently the seventh-highest-scoring offense in school history with 441 points scored through only 10 games. Now, if Southern's Willie Quinn can take one more kickoff return to the house this year, he will break the all-time FCS record, which he now shares with former Hampton return man Jerome Mathis for most kickoff returns touchdowns in a career at six. He's also tied the single-season record for the most combined kick return touchdowns with six, as Willie Quinn has five touchdowns returned so far this year. Now, Alcorn State, they currently filled the, the top-ranked pass defense in the nation as the Braves only allow an average of 113.7 yards through the air. Now, should this hold, Alcorn will be the first SWAC team since the 2011 Jackson State Tigers to lead the nation in passing defense. Alcorn would also become the only SWAC school to have led the nation in that category more than once, having led the nation in pass defense 
1987. As we take a look at last week's top performers, take a look at Austin Howard. He had four total touchdowns against Alabama A&M last week. Jonathan Williams tallied four touchdowns against Arkansas Pine Bluff. Brandon Duncan, quarterback for Arkansas Pine Bluff, he also had four touchdowns against Grambling State. And Lenore's Footman accounted for four touchdowns against Texas Southern. Now, speaking of Brandon Duncan, he passed for 459 yards last week against Grambling State in their loss. 300-yard passers. Jonathan Williams passed for 339 yards against Arkansas Pine Bluff last week. And Austin Howard, he also threw for 312 yards against Alabama A&M. Take a look at the 100-yard rushers. Leonard Tillery leads that group. He had 127 yards last week against Alabama A&M. Darian Ragsdale had 115 yards against Texas Southern. And Jante Hebert, the dangerous Jante Hebert, had 101 yards against Alabama State. We'll take a look at the 100-yard receivers. Willie Young for Arkansas Pine Bluff. He had 181 yards receiving against Grambling last week. The dangerous Chad Williams, Grambling's wide receiver. He had 125 yards last week against Arkansas Pine Bluff. John Hawkins for the Golden Lions. He led them with 118 yards against Grambling last week. And Cadell Hodge, he also had 101 yards receiving against Alabama State. Now, as we take a look at the standings, it is Alcorn atop the Eastern Division with a 5-2 and two conference record. They are 6-3 and three overall. Alabama State, as we had mentioned, they are 5-4 and four in conference. They are 5-5 five and five overall. Jackson State, 3-4 and four in conference. 3-6 and six overall. Alabama A&M, 2-5 and five in conference. 2-7 and seven overall. And Mississippi Valley is 1-7 in conference, 1-9 overall. We'll take a look at the Western Division side. Of course, we mentioned... Gramlin has punched their ticket for the 2015 SWAC championship game. They are 8-0 in conference, 8-2 overall. Prairie View right on their heels at 7-1 in conference, 7-2 overall. Southern 6-2 in conference, 6-4 overall. Texas Southern, they are 2-6 in conference, 3-6 overall. And the Arkansas Pine Bluff Golden Lions, they are 0-8 in conference play, 1-9 overall. Now we take a look at this week's schedule. As we take a look around, it will be, we start with the game curve right here on the Open Mic Broadcast Network, where Prairie View will defend their home turf against Jackson State. That game will be a 1 o'clock kickoff in Walla ISD Stadium. We take a look at the series. Jackson State leads the series 30. 15 and 2 and in last year's meeting it was Prairie View over Jackson State 48 to 30 that game played in Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium in Jackson Mississippi we now take a look at Jackson State they are 3 and 6 coming to this game and on head coach Derek McCall is 2 and 2 uh, on his tenure there at Jackson State we'll take a look at the offensive leaders for the Tigers of Jackson State Robert Johnson leads them in rushing with 402 yards and two touchdowns Lamontes Ivy leads them through the air. He has thrown for 2,199 yards and 15 touchdowns. Of course, Ivy will uh, is injured, and he'll be out for this game. Jaron Moore Cowell will get the start for the Tigers. You'll also see Jordan Williams. And Jaron Moore Cowell is a former SWAC Offensive Player of the Week. We take a look at offensive leaders for Jackson State. Receiving for Jackson State, Devin Fossilman leads them in receptions with 48 receptions for 780 yards and five touchdowns. Take a look at the defense 
Dolphins and leaders for the Tigers. Javancy Jones and Kwame Bowen share the tackles lead for Jackson State, both with 64. Kedrick Terrell and Javancy Jones share the sacks lead for Jackson State. Both have seven. And Jackson State has five players tied with one interception apiece. We'll take a look now at the 7-2 Prairie View A&M Panthers. They are led, of course, by Willie Simmons in his first year at Prairie View. They are the offensive leaders for the Panthers. They are led by Jonte Abair, who leads the team with uh, 725 yards rushing and four touchdowns. Trey Green leads them through the air with 2,459 yards. 20 touchdowns and only three interceptions on the season. Jonte Abair also leads the Panthers with 46 receptions for 563 yards and four touchdowns. Defensive leaders for Prairie View, Jalen Coleman leads the team with 66 tackles. Devon Reed leads Prairie View with six sacks. And Marquise O'Leary and Dominic Weaver share the team lead with two interceptions apiece for the Panthers. Again, that will be a 1 o'clock kickoff at Walla ISD Stadium. That game will, be, of course, be carried on the Central Channel here on the Open Mic Broadcast Network. As we take a look around the rest of the action around the SWAT, full slate of games, the only two teams off are Grambling and Southern. They, of course, will be preparing for next week's huge Bayou Classic game. We go now to Itabina, Mississippi, where it will be Mississippi Valley State versus Arkansas Pine Bluff. This will be a 1 o'clock kickoff at Rice Titan Stadium. To take a look at the series, Arkansas Pine Bluff leads the series 25-20-1. Last November 1, 2014, in Pine Bluff, it was Pine Bluff over Mississippi Valley 24-14. We take a look at the offensive leaders now for Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils, who are led by Rick Kamaji, who is in his second year at Mississippi Valley, where he is 3-18. and Offensive leaders are Thomas Stokes, who leads them through on the ground with 484 yards and one touchdown. Thomas Rubin Jr. leads them through the air. He is thrown for 836 yards and six touchdowns. Terrence Barron is the leading receiver for Mississippi Valley. He has caught 21 balls for 252 yards and two touchdowns. The defensive leaders for Mississippi Valley, Charles Moore leads them with 64 tackles. Ladrell Cheatham and Hakeem Wilson lead the Delta Devils with two sacks apiece. And Marquise Green leads the Devils with six interceptions. He also leads the SWAT in interceptions. Marquise Green with six interceptions. We now take a look at the 1-9 and nine Golden Lions. They are led by Monty Coleman, who is in his eighth year at UAPB, where he is 36-52. and 52. The offensive leaders are Brian Hanley, who leads them on the ground with 337 yards. Brandon Duncan leads them through the air. He has thrown for 888 yards and seven touchdowns. And Willie Young leads the receiving core. He has caught 44 balls for 537 yards and three touchdowns. So we take a look at the defensive leaders for Arkansas Pine Bluff. Willie Duncan leads them with 107 tackles. Jontrell Lockett leads the team with six sacks. And Reggie Rayford and Kevin Rucker lead the Golden Lions with two interceptions apiece. This will be a 1 o'clock kickoff in Itabina, Mississippi at Rice Cotton Stadium. As we continue to swing around the SWAT, we move to Lorman, Mississippi, where it will be Alcorn defending their home turf against the Alabama A&M Bulldogs. This will be a 
2 o'clock kickoff in Jack Spink Stadium in Lorman, Mississippi. To take a look at the series, Alabama A&M leads this series 13-7. to Now, last year in Huntsville, Alabama, it was Alcorn big over Alabama A&M, 41-14. As we take a look at the 6-3 Braves, led by Jay Hobson, who is in his fourth year at Alcorn, where he is 29-16 and on his tenure there at Alcorn. Offensive leaders for the Braves, Darian Ragsdale leads the Braves with 730 yards and six touchdowns. John Gibbs Jr. leads them through the air. He has thrown for 996 yards and seven touchdowns, only one interception. Of course, John Gibbs has been out the past few weeks, and they have been capably led by Lenoris Footman, who is already second in the swack in rushing. Leading the Braves receivers is Jordan Payne. He's caught 15 receptions for 419 yards and seven touchdowns. Take a look at the defensive leaders for the Braves. Darian Anderson leads them with 57 tackles. Ramonte Bell leads the Braves with six sacks. And Eric Foster leads the Braves with two interceptions. We now take a look at the two and seven Alabama A&M Bulldogs. They are led by James Spady, who is in his second year, where he is six and 15 at the helm of the Bulldogs. His offensive leaders include Harvey Harris, who has rushed for 355 yards and three touchdowns. D'Angelo Ballard is the team lead with uh, a lead him through the air, I should say, with 1,247 yards and seven touchdowns, only two interceptions. He shares time at the quarterback position with Damian May. Kevin McKenzie leads the Bulldogs for 32 receptions for 472 yards and four touchdowns. We now take a look at the defensive leader for Alabama A&M. Brian Brower leads the team in tackles. He has 76. David Dagron leads the Bulldogs in sacks. He has four. And Justin Brown leads the Bulldogs with three interceptions. Again, that will be a 2 o'clock kickoff in Mormon, Mississippi, where the Braves look to punch their ticket for the 2015 SWAT championship game where they can win the East today. Final game on the slate, we take a look at Miles visiting Montgomery, Alabama to take on the Alabama State Hornets. This will be a 2 o'clock kickoff in the new Alabama State Stadium. We take a look at the Miles Golden Bears. They are under, led by Reggie Ruffert. They are the SEAC champions. And they are led on the ground by Jamarcus Nash, who has rushed for 737 yards, nine touchdowns. David Whipple leads them through the air. He has thrown for 1,081 yards and six touchdowns. Their leading receiver is Ernest Bell, who leads the team with 20 receptions for 256 yards. Leading the Bears on defense is Brashawn Jones, who leads the Golden Bears with 64 tackles. Jones also leads the Golden Bears with nine and a half sacks. And Jabril Cox leads the Golden Bears with five interceptions. We now take a look at Alabama State. They are five and five on the season. They're led by first-year coach Brian Jenkins. His offensive leaders include Khalid Thomas, who has led the team on the ground with 642 yards and four touchdowns. Daniel Duhart leads the team through the air with 1,027 yards, seven touchdowns, and only two interceptions thus far on the, on the year, I should say. Khalid Thomas leads the team in receptions. He has 32 receptions on the season for 271 yards 
and two touchdowns. Defensive leaders for the Hornets. Courtney Berry leads the team with 120 tackles. He also is the leader in the swag in tackles. Darian Barrett leads the Hornets with six sacks thus far on the season. And three players are tied uh, for Alabama State with one interception apiece. This will be a 2 o'clock kickoff in Montgomery, Alabama. This is a uh, first-time matchup, uh, or I should say the first time Miles and Alabama State have gotten together since 2002. Alabama State leads this series 14 to nothing, and in their last meeting in 2002, it was Alabama State over Miles 27 to 6. Well, that does it for Swag News and Notes, as well as covering the games that will be played today. As always, I invite you to have a good football Saturday. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Have yourself a super Saturday. Charles, as always, man, a great job, great job. We appreciate you uh, being a part of this program here at the FMI Broadcast Network. Well, let's talk about what we got going on, man, from this first half of play chat. Well, I think the thing that jumps out at you is previous defense is that he's pitching a shutout, but uh, Jackson State only 68 uh, uh, yards of total offense in the first half. Uh, Previous A&M's defense is getting the job done. Well, Adonta Abe is only eight yards away from going, having yet another 100-yard game. He has 12 touches for 92 yards. Kay Green, a little bit struggling to win somewhat having a factor on both quarterbacks as we speak. 7 of 16 for 87 yards. His long is 22. He's been sacked one time. Receiving Cadell Hodge has four touches for 68 yards with his long being 22 yards. There's one touch by Jonta Abed for 12 yards. As far as the Tigers go, you have Joshua Bates, the big guy. He got seven touches for 36 yards. And his long has been 20 yards. Passing is Morakai. Say again, Morakai? Uh, yeah, Jerry Morakai. Yeah, yeah Morakai. Okay, Jerry uh, Morakai is yeah. 2 of 16, 2 interceptions, 25 yards, 19 yards is as long he's been sacked one time. And Will Golston has one reception for 19 yards. Uh, story recap, we officially had, well, unofficially had an 18-yard interception return for Mr. Arthur Lockett, but it's officially as listed as 21 yards, yeah. and it was scored at the 7.33 mark, a, another 51-second uh, second mark by uh, Kayla LaSalle on the run. It was LaSalle on the run. I saw the five. I thought it was it was Fred Anderson, but it was LaSalle on the run. So that was a 14-yard run by LaSalle. We'll correct that in our notes. And you have Deontay Lionel Smiley with a four-yard run. Uh, made it 21 nothing with 7:27 in the second quarter. Charles, what are you looking at right now as you get things lined up? Well, it's not too bad in the Jackson State. You're down 21, but uh, what you're going to have to do, you're going to come out, you're going to get the ball uh, start the third quarter. You have to get something on that opening drive for Jackson State, uh, and they're going to have to be able to kind of control the change a little bit here in the second half. They're hoping to get anything done. Where the Panthers are sitting in the driver's seat right now as they get ready to try and make things happen in the second half. You're listening to the marching storm. You heard the sonic boom a little bit earlier. Was you impressed with that, y'all? Uh, always. Love the boom. <laughs> <laughs> love the boom. Love the marching storm. We're going to pause for a break, and we're going to have 
Dr. Cavill, as a special guest, she's going to share some things he's got going on. We'll pause 60 seconds and we'll come back halftime from Walla Iverson Stadium. Panthers on top 21 nothing. We'll pause 60 seconds and we'll be right back. Today's broadcast is being made possible by some local business merchants. Apple Ford Hyundai of Redham, Texas. Brookshire Hardware in Brookshire, Texas. Ringaritas Wings and Things in Fairview, Texas. Hempstead Movie Theater in Hempstead, Texas. Key Insurance Agency in Brookshire, Texas. Larry's Automotive in Wallerfield Store, Texas. Gunderson's Bookkeeping of Waller, Texas. The City of Fairview for the Economic Group in Fairview, Texas. Attorney Lee Van Richardson in Hempstead, Texas. The Temple of Refuge Ministries located in Fairview, Texas. Wine and Roses located at 125 7th Street in Somerville, Texas. Citizen State Bank located in Somerville, Texas. Attorney Sylvia Sedillo located in Hempstead, Texas. If you or your business would like to become a listening partner or a supporter of our student athletic coverage, please feel free to contact us at 832-213-8824. And welcome back here to Wall ISD Stadium. We have now with a special guest, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. Uh, Dr. Cavill, we have a huge uh, award coming up here. And with a friend, so why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, the HBCU uh, Awards, if you will, based out of with the kid that plays at HBCU that has a connection uh, to Texas. It is called the Ben L. Calvo Senior, Big Ben, which was his nickname, HBCU Football Awards. It is Wednesday, December 2nd at the Crown Plaza. We'll open the doors at 7 and we start at 7.30. If you buy your tickets now, you can get them online at www.thg. That's ABC.com. Click on Big Ben, and we'll see where you can purchase the ticket. Now for 75 at the door, there'll be 100. But the problem you have with the 100, we have limited seating. Right. So the tickets are going really fast. We've had a lot of great pre-sales, so we're excited about it. So I would urge people to get the tickets now. And we have a fifth finalist for the award. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about who the finalists are? Yes, and actually what is nice about today is we get a chance to actually talk to uh, three of the five finalists that are uh, three of them playing in this game right now. With that, we have one from Jackson State, defensive tackle Cornelius Henderson. Uh, he is from Duncanville, Texas, uh, playing at Jackson, Jackson State. So he's in it. And then we have Jocka Abair, a little bit of everything, Prairie in them, running back kick specialist that gets it done, bad news. And then, obviously, you have Trey Green uh, from Beaumont, Texas in it. And then the last two are Corey Carter. Texas Southern University punter. People say a punter, yes, he's a real deal. If you're not careful, you might find out when you see him on the NFL team next year as he's senior. He's from Mississippi. And then the finalist, the fifth person, uh, is John Gibbs Jr., Houston native, playing with Alcorn State uh, as he was everything and all his accolades speak for itself as he continues to get it done, obviously, right here from Houston, going to Booker T. Washington. And real quickly again, that, 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 that. Uh, the big fan of World Bank will be December 2nd. December 2nd, that is Wednesday, December 2nd. That is part of the SWAC Championship during that week. Uh, Crown Plaza, the hotel right there by NRG Stadium. So uh, a big event that we plan to come out. Great EMC, music will be there and everything. So we plan to make it a beautiful one. Okay. And thank you, uh, Dr. Kazir, for uh, updating us on the uh, thank thank you for having us. Sure thing. And, uh, We'll come right back. If your vehicle has been giving you the blues, contact our good friends at Aries Automotive at 30540-FM1488 in the field store area. 
Now 936-931-5566. In need of some legal assistance, regardless of your location, Austin, Harris, Grimes, or Waller County, Sylvia Sloan could fit your need. Located at 728 Austin Street in Hempstead, Texas, our number is 936-857-5964. With over 20 years of experience as a lawyer, attorney Lee Van Richardson Jr. can help you with whatever your need may be. Divorce, car accidents, criminal case, wills, deeds, trust, civil suits, parent and child relationships. Contact Richardson's Law Office located at 1047 Austin Street in Hempstead, Texas. You can call them at 979-826-8008. Attorney Lee Van Richardson Jr. in Hempstead, Texas. Hempstead Movie Theater, the best-kept secret in Waller County. Located at 740 12th Street in historic downtown Hempstead, Texas. For more information, contact Tina at 936-419-1473. Apple Ford Hyundai is a dealer you can count on. Apple's range of car services include new Ford Hyundai sales, used car sales, car loans, and auto financing. Certified Ford Hyundai Auto Service Department, full selection of Ford Hyundai Auto Parts, and aftermarket accessories. Come on out to Brenham, Texas, and find out why Apple Ford Hyundai has been named the best-kept secret in Brazos Valley. They're located at 1820 Highway 290 West in Brenham, Texas. You can dial a toll-free number at 888-898-6095. There's even an internet sales division. Simply go to www.appleford.com. Apple Ford Hyundai of Brenham, Texas. And welcome back. We are just about complete with our halftime report. Charles, thank you so much, man. And if you're Jackson State, what do you got to deal with on this second half, man? Well, in the second half, you really got to keep the chains moving. You've got to uh, uh, win the title possession, if you will, and try to get some uh, some opening points here in the second half. Well, the Panthers will be kicking into this gusting, gusting wind. As they said, it was 64 degrees, Charles, but somebody has miscalculated because this wind is one. Maybe it was just the wind that's got it so bad. Exactly. Exactly. We have this kickoff on the way, and that ball is kicked out of the back of the end zone. As we start off this third quarter, Jackson State will take over from their own 25-yard line as we will get a fresh set of everything. 15 minutes on the clock and a new game clock. And Charles... It's going to be up here battle right now. It's going to be up here battle. You're, you're fighting for 21 points here, and, uh, you know, KB's offense is such that uh, you really got to buckle down here on your uh, defensively for Jackson State. Uh, but never say never. Never say never as the wind continue to want to show that it is in control. Now, you're going into the wind. You're going to have to get this running game going here in the second half of Jackson State. So Jackson State lined up at the 25-yard line, going from right to left, taking the snap, going back, throwing across here. And underthrown once again, Weaver on the coverage, but that ball just died going into this win. Yeah, it, it's good against your strength a little bit because Jackson State plays the ball very well, but when you are, you have about a 20, 25 mile hour wind in your face, you've got to open up the running game a little bit for the Tigers. So. Well, the Panthers will take those attempts all day long because that ball was at least four yards short of right. the intended receiver. 
So now you have a double pistol look. Man now going in motion. Take it. Looking to the right door in the middle screen. And almost that's a good thing it actually wasn't caught. Yeah. Because Devon, Devon Reed was all over the big running back for uh, Jackson State, number 35 being uh, who, who's that big man? Josh, Josh Bates there. Josh Bates. Bates Motel. That was a great play to tie to Devon He read it the whole time, and he did a great job in terms of snuffing that out. Brings up a third down to the Tigers. All right. So it's third down and 10. A lot of activity going on. It's Community Day, of, um, Appreciation Day for PV uh, uh, Athletics. Oh, and there was a big hit off the wing screen. Yeah. And that's Medina coming in, making his presence felt, along with the big man, Harper. <laughs> he did exactly what they needed to do, a quick three and out there, uh, previous defense. And, again, they've looked great all game today. So the Panthers will get the ball in good field position here with 14 minutes and 22 seconds remaining. Anthony Wiltz awaits at the 50-yard line. The snap is low. It is almost blocked. And it hits a PV bounce, and they're going to say that ball is spotted at the 43-yard line where the Panthers will take over. Great position in time for Purdue. They will open up the Jackson State's territory. Uh, and you're putting it to the end. You're not going to get a, a, a big punt. And that one, <laughs> Purdue done a great job of blocking punts all year. That one was almost uh, blocked that time. Well, Charles, we do understand that you have a special guest in the audience with us on today. You want to tell everybody who you got? Oh, with yes, you? my mother, Jessie Bishop. She's come to watch her Tigers play. So. Come to watch her Tigers and support her, her big baby boy. <laughs> and she told me she tried to rescue you, but just couldn't help you. There's a sweet line to Zavant. I mean, sorry. Abel, Abel, make a defender's miss. Wow. And where was going to be tossed out of bounds right at the 31-yard line, right in front of the Panthers' bench. And it's going to be a, a big first-down run. Right tell you what, that, that, that first-down run for Abel, that'll take another 100 yards, and he makes it look so effortless. Yes, sir. And that run is going to be out of the 31-yard line. It's going to unofficially give Abel 105 yards on the day. Ready to go back, and there's a give this time to Fred Anderson running to the right side, then side to 30-yard line, and Anderson will be down. They're going to say right at the 29-and-a-half, 28-yard line. It's possible for two, two guys to make great plays on that nice run by Fred Anderson, but Cornelius Henderson, again, he's a Cowboy uh, Big Man Award finalist. Uh, he really kind of held the point of attack that time, and Javancy Jones was able to come across the entire side of the opposite side of the field to make a play that time. So it's going to be second down and we'll call it six for the Panthers. Fred Anderson in the backfield alone is going to be a option read keeper to Green. Green takes it down to about the twenty one yard line. Smart play that time by Trey Green. The defensive end had that in red. And he was able to pull it out of John Abel's bird basket and pick up the first down. Yeah, Panthers okay. pick up another first down. They're methodically moving as it is going to be 12:50 now, remaining here in the third period. This is the first drive for the Panthers with the win at their back. Already up 21 nothing. There is a play action to. Anderson taking it, throwing it. Touchdown! Wow. wow. Touchdown, Johnson Abel. 
Green was being harassed by a defender and got it away. Yeah, he had a defender in his face and when Green let it go. I thought he was just throwing it away. Cabell Hodge came back to the ball in the end zone uh, in front of two Jackson State defenders. Great um, touchdown at time, but Mississippi made it. Cabell Hodge. Ah, you had to throw that one in. You yeah. had to throw that one in. <laughs> PAT is up and it's good. It looks like we got some, some, some rough houses. Yeah, right. Right. And here comes the flag. Uh oh. Well, I tell you what, while they're figuring that one out, we'll take us a quick break and we'll come right back with more Panther coverage as the Panthers extend their lead to 28-0 here in the third quarter. The voice of Waller County Athletics, serving the community through faith and athletics. The Open Mic Broadcast Network, Prairie View, Texas. Are you looking for an affordable way to increase your business? Let the Open Mic Broadcast Network lead the way. For a customized, affordable ad campaign, call 832-213-8824. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My friends, along with Charles Bishop, Panthers taking their first possession of the second half and completing... 57 yards off of only four plays. Yeah, that was a great play that time. Cabell Hodge, he was giving the Ravens, giving them six all day today. Actually, it's a fifth catch now. He picks up a touchdown on the day. Picks up the touchdown. Panthers trying to pick up another week of play, trying to get into the FCS playoffs, trying to make a statement and score as much as we can. That was an unnecessary roughness on sportsmanlike conduct against Jackson State. And the ball is going to place, be placed at the 50-yard line, and you hope out that this might be a field goal until the end of the match. Now, you know what I, what I do, and it's still in the rule, but you don't see the old drop kick anymore. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I was just thinking about that. That's a good thought. You would think you would try that every now and then. I have to bring that up to Coach Simmons and see, especially when you're in one of those tweener situations, and I think about Coach Simmons, he's not afraid to try anything. No, he's already, he's already proven that. <laughs> Three fun plays he gave with the Panthers. I think a, a fake punt and a, a little fumble loose kick for a touchdown. And then they had a double reverse pass. And Ray Red Fox was saying from Selfish Fun, with a little Shabbat on the side. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Well, no doubt about it, it's going to be an awesome battle of the bands at the conclusion of this one. And the Panthers and the Boom, they're ready to make some noise and entertain those that have come through. It is first down and 10 now from the 25-yard line. Jackson State takes the snap. There's a give to the right side. And making penetration is DeMond Jackson. And Jackson went man on man. And that time came out on top. 
Like he was able to make the tackle behind back behind the backfield. Yeah, Demon Jackson was uh, was able to contain that run and was able to uh, keep uh, Joshua Bates from getting to the outside. Great job that time by Demon Jackson. So Panthers, a loss of three looks like. Yeah, that. loss of three, as the Bates Motel was temporarily shut down. Yes, it was. I hope no one takes offense to it, but it's just, you know, it came to mind. <laughs> no no, no disrespect intended. Back to action here. That's oh, Rollins jumping that one. For no doubt, would have been a pick six. Panthers are they're breaking close on the ball. That was another Dominique Weaver breakup. Yeah, you know, when Jackson State has really worked behind the chains most of the day-to-day, and it enables the defensive backs to really – Kind of sit on routes. That time, Arena uh, was able to jump just a little slant route, and it looked like it was going to be a, a quick pick six. 11:54 remaining in the third quarter. Panthers on top, 28-0. Panthers trying to make a bold final run statement to impress the FCA's Whitby's or the FCS Whitby's for a potential playoff berth. Looks like they were penalty on the play that time. I like the fly goes down. I'm not sure if they picked it up or not, but it looks like it will still be maybe second and 12 for Jackson State. Second down and 12. There's going to be a counter run to Bates. Bates making a couple of defenders miss, but he is eventually going on. At the bottom of that pile was Medina, and Medina and the Panthers' defense are stiffening up. I tell you what, Medina, James Harper, there is nothing in the middle of that time for Jackson State that brings up a third and distance. Looks like third and nine for Jackson State. Well, it's more like third and, yeah, you're about right, Chubb. I'll give, I, yeah. I even give you a yard. Third and eight. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, you split the difference. Third and a half. Third and a half. As now the Panthers look like they're putting a little pressure to back out there as a throw call. That's complete. Slipping through, making a defender miss, and diving across to make the saving tackle. For the Panthers, looks like he got a flag on the near side here. Let's see what the call is. As that was Chase Jackson extending his body for the tackle. Jackson State finally able to complete a pass. Jeremiah Cowell coming into the second half and only completed two passes thus far on the day. Was it enough for a first down? Yeah, it was. Looks like Purdue lined up off offside there. But lined up in the neutral zone. Jackson State is declining. First down for the Tigers. All right. We got some updates here in just a second right after this play. Morakaya takes it, gives it to Bates. Bates with the counter run. Sliding through. Almost tried to make a defender miss, but couldn't get away from the everlasting death grip. <laughs> uh, the Panthers, number 37, Chris Allison. Yes, yeah. sir. Came up from his nickelback position and was able to make a nice play uh, on bringing down Joshua Bates. So I'll give you a quick update in here. Mississippi Valley has cut into the deficit. They're trailing now 16-12 to 12 to Arkansas Pine Bluff in the third quarter. Now Morkine is getting the snap. Looking to his right, throws, and that ball is complete. And it's oh thrown out of bounds by Weaver. And... Very minimal gain, about a yard on that reception. Yeah, throwing it to the wind, he found Will Galston out there on the right side. And very minimal gain, maybe one yard for Jackson State, brings that to third and nine. Also got another scoring update for you. All coming over Alabama A&M 14-0 in the third quarter as well. 
second quarter, I'm sorry. Back to action. Morakai is pushed down. Yeah. Did they call a flag? It looks like you might have a rest in the passer back there. Yeah, that was that was a little bit too much aggression. But yeah. <laughs> by the same. He's uh, trying to make a point. point on I, was, yeah, I, say, I belong here, too. All right. Dog Nabbit. <laughs> well, that's a thing, Morikawa. He's throwing into the wind. That, that was another ball that just kind of fluttered out of bounds. But uh, Jackson State was fortunate to get a penalty on that play. Yes, sir. They get they get the penalty call. It's going to give them first down. This is coming up on the eighth play of this drive, Charles, for Jackson State. And there's a yell to the back to the right side coming up, and Weaver making another strong tackle. From a defensive back position. That time, this athlete, Benjamin Thomas, who lined up in the eye for Jackson State. Uh, he's, he's a guy who came to Jackson State as a quarterback. They found uh, various ways to utilize him here on the offense. Nine minutes and 32 seconds in the third quarter. Second down, and we'll call it eight. The ball is at the 44-yard line of the Panthers. Panthers on top, 28-0. They're defending the left dial on the radio. Dressed in their all-black uniforms with the purple number. That ball was deflected. That ball was deflected by Jalen Coleman. Yeah. And almost an interception for the Panthers. Good job that time of Jalen Coleman getting his hands up. He had Ben Thomas uh, rounding out into the flat out there, and Ben Thomas one-on-one with a linebacker. I, I like Ben Thomas on that, but great job that time of Jalen Coleman. And I, I'm sorry, that was not – that was that was uh, Barton. I'm sorry, Akeem Barton. Jalen Coleman's 22, Barton's 10. Want to give credit to yeah, the credit right. You don't want the mamas calling us. <laughs> you didn't give my baby credit. <laughs> so it's going to be third down and eight. The snap to more Kyle. He looks and pressure on the back side. He throws. Oh, and that pass is complete. Great job. Great catch. Great throwing catch that time from uh, more Kyle to Devin Fossilman. Fossilman with the completion down to the 15-yard line of the Panthers. Chase Jackson. On the defensive coverage, Jackson State has converted some third downs here, and was aided by a big penalty left in the passing. Yes, sir. So it's first down and fifth at the 15-yard line now. More Kiowa with Bates in the backfield in a spread look. Clapping his hands now, waiting the snap. Takes the snap, looks to his left side, steps up in the pocket, wants to throw in the corner, and it's going to fall short. As Demond Jackson was on a defensive coverage, that pass intended for number six, Fosselman. Fosselman looked like he had a step on the left flag route, but again, throwing it to the wind, the ball comes up short. Great, great job, great defense that time by... Uh, Looked like that was number 37, Chris Allison, back there defending on the play against Boston, who was a tough cover in the slot. Eight minutes and 40 seconds remaining. It was Gil to Bates again. Medina wrapping up and getting some help by one of his defensive brethren, number 50 for the Panthers, being Mr. Willie Butler. Great job at the time of Willie Butler. Looked like Bates was trying to slide out of the tackle, and he was able to drag him back down. A gain of maybe one or two yards for Jackson State. Third down and seven for Jackson State. The ball is at the 13 of the Panthers. 
Panthers on top by the score of 28-0. It's curious to see if Morikawa can find Danny Williams down here. Morikawa looking at that. Right. Goes over in the corner. Jump ball. Yeah. That's touchdown. Jackson State. 13-yard reception. Yeah. Jackson State likes to find more uh, Dan Williams inside the red zone, and that time Morikawa put that one up there. And uh, the big guy went up and, and put him down for a touchdown for Jackson State. So Williams will catch the touchdown, the jump ball, and with him being every bit of what they got him listed at six foot three, he grabbed that two twenty. Yeah, a big target. Yes, sir. He grabbed that one with no ease. As there's a Jackson Band sighting now. The oh, exactly. Just to play the fight song. <laughs> the PAT is up and it's good. And with 7.55 of this third quarter, it is now 28-7. Panthers on top. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Panther Football right here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network, the voice of student athletics. Mike Prince, along with Brother Charles Bishop. We'll be right back right after this. In the last 30 years, childhood obesity in America has tripled. Today, one in three kids is already overweight or obese. This is registered dietitian Melissa Joy Dobbins for the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Good nutrition is key to fighting childhood obesity. These tips can help your child stay healthy. Recruit them to the kitchen. Preparing meals teaches kids about healthy foods like lean proteins, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and low-fat dairy. Make sure to get 60 minutes of physical activity every day. Make it a family activity. And avoid sugary or caffeinated beverages. Give kids water, low-fat milk, and 100% fruit juices. To keep your whole family healthy, see a registered dietitian and visit www.eatright.org. Encouraging you to eat right, I'm registered dietitian Melissa Joy Dobbins with the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. And welcome back. The kick is up and is not the oh, There's another high Johnson State coming up with the ball, and one good turn deserves another one. That's just like who said it today. Wow. As, uh, that's how it was. Carson Williams was kicking off, and the wind caught it again. Johnson State was able to uh, retrieve the ball like an onside kick. Well, they're discussing it. There's going to be a legal procedure against Jackson State. Huge break for that, that, that time for the Panthers. So they're going to have to kick it again. Yes, indeed. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you didn't see it nor hear it during the break, but Charles was sure wishing for something. <laughs> <laughs> and he got his wish. Oh, uh, but nonetheless, they're going to have to go back to the old drawing board to make it happen again. Yeah. This win is really freakish today. It is dusting the flag and literally almost being ripped off the pole right now. I tell you, yeah, that, that play right there really encompasses the Jackson season. Uh, even when something great day uh, happens for them, it, it doesn't it doesn't pan out. So. <laughs> well, I would say I'm sorry, but I'd be lying, Charles. I'd be lying. I'd be lying. I'd be lying. I'd be lying. I totally understand. I totally understand. Don't take it personal, my friend. Not at all. Not at all. Back to the job of the Tigers. Well, a legal procedure will cause them to go back five yards. And they'll redo it again. This time, there's no one really back deep for the pass. Keep his men at the 35-yard line. Yeah, that's smart. 
because this wind is gusting so hard that even if you're not trying to, you it's going to get knuckled right up in the air. We'll try to monitor this kick. I would say the wind is probably at about 25, maybe 30 miles an hour. Yes, sir. It, it is it is gusting hard as Jackson State will go for the second time around. The whistle has been blown to give approval. The lineup and the kick. This one is another high fair catch was called for by actually by that was a heads up play. Abel called for fair catch. Fred Anderson ends up catching the ball. Yeah. And it's going to give the Panthers the ball. Great heads up play by Dante Abel. You know, it's, it's funny to watch a field kick look like a pooch kick. Yes, sir. That was good heads up play that time by the beat man for Craig with a call for a catch. So the Panthers will get the ball at their own 40-yard line here in the third quarter. We still have seven minutes and 54 seconds remaining. As coming out now, Panthers in the spread look. Coming in motion, play action. To Brown stepping up is green. Want to throw? Got a man wide open. Anthony Wilkes bounce inside the 20 yard line. No flags on the play. And a pickup of 40 plus yards. Huge play that time by Trey Green with a defender in his face. Uh, Mix up in Jackson State's cover. A huge gain that time for the Panthers. I said 40, but that was a 49 yard gain for the Panthers. Might as well say 50 yards. You know, that Jackson State got saved that time because they, they had to hurry up to get the get the chains downfield. It looks like Jackson State had to call a timeout on that. And I'm going to get my math correct here soon. It was a 40-yard game because they go from 40 to the 20. That will be 40 yards. There's a stoppage in play. We are going to take a pitch in play. I'll tell you what, Charles, we'll take 30, and we'll come right back. Type 2 diabetes is a serious chronic health threat in America. It affects tens of millions of people. Many people who have the disease don't know it. Diabetes can cause health problems such as heart disease, strokes, amputations, and blindness. Talk to your doctor, get screened if you're at risk, and learn how to avoid becoming one of the millions of new cases of diabetes each year. You can help prevent type 2 diabetes. A message from CDC and HHS. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. A timeout on the field. Panthers up 28 to 7. I almost said 20. And you can like that one when you tell them. <laughs> <laughs> bottom a little close. <laughs> 28.7, Mike Clance and Charles Bishop, along with the Open Mic Broadcast Network from Waller ISD Stadium. Oh, really mad at the athleticism of Trey Green on that last play. Yes, sir. So now the double pistol look now with Abair in the backfield. There's a give, play action, and throwing it. Oh, coming down. Couldn't hold on to it was Cadell Hodge, and it looked like he was about to make one of those uh, Sunday evening catches. Yeah, that, that would have been a definitely an NFL spectacular catch. Uh, great job that time by Robert Porter to kind of strip that out of his hand. So it's going to be second down and 10. As now the double pistol looks still inside for the Panthers. This one, another, this one is given straight to uh, Abel. Abel comes out there. Oh, my God. Sprinting wow. for the red zone. Touchdown, Panthers. Wow. 20-yard touchdown. It looked like it was going to be a big power-up. 
And Abel comes screaming out of there. He makes it look so awesome. With a 20 yard touchdown run. He is definitely Mr. Excitement in the sack. He really Quinn and Southern Martez Carter at Grambling. But I tell you that watching uh, Jacques Abel week in, week out, uh, there's, uh, there's a reason why he's a finalist for the Benel Cavalry uh, HBCU. Yes, sir. No doubt about it. As Abel will be bid, we're talking about on Sunday evenings, no doubt he might get looked at uh, more yeah. in, uh, intensely now as he is showing that he can make some things happen. The PAT is good. Panthers on top, 35-7. We'll take a break live from Walla ISD Stadium. You're listening to the Open Mic Broadcast Network, Prairie View, Texas. There's always a moment, the moment you decide to get involved, to get engaged. This is my American story. When you teach someone to read, they have a a sense of self-fulfillment. Seeing family, friends fall victim of gang violence, drugs, it definitely made me want to serve. There was a hole in the ground, and by the time we left, there was a house. I realized that these kids were not getting a meal. It is so easy to give back. I don't have a lot of money to help people, but I do have something. I have time. You can give any skill you have. I see a great need in my community. Just imagine how strong a society we could be. This is Barack Obama. Every one of us has a role to play in making our communities and our country stronger. Discover yours. Help us continue to make a difference in the life of our nation. Go to serve.gov and find the opportunity that works for you. This message is brought to you by the Corporation for National and Community Service. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Prince and Charles Bishop. The kick is deep out of the back of the end zone, and Jackson State will take over from their own 25-yard line. You know, uh, looking at that last play by Jante Abel, I looked down for a brief second thinking that the play was over, and all of a sudden I look up and he's scraping out of the play. I didn't score. They say, just like baby Jesus, baby, we don't die, we multiply. Uh, look that way. Panthers, to, to really to, to, to make a statement, I, I said it earlier, Charles, but they got to score probably at least 50 points today. Yeah, and, and when you take a look at it, I you, they are the number one scoring offense in the sack, and it would probably take uh, one of those type performances for them to really uh, pick the interest of the, uh, those that be in the FCS. As that was actually, it looked like it was actually a forward pass to the sweeping jet receiver for Jackson State to tackle by O'Leary, and it looked like it might have been a loss of a yard or so. Yeah, that was just more that time for Jackson State trying to Jackson State trying to utilize his speed and quickness and try to get that jet sweep around the corner. Actually, they gave him yards. They gave him a couple yards on that. I'm being too hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> back to action right now. There's a gift to Bates. He counters, goes back to the right side. What a tackle. Nice tackle. By Chase Jackson. Yeah. Jackson, the much smaller defender, goes up, head up with him, and take down Chase, I'm sorry, Bates. Yeah, he did what he's supposed to do. You, you got a guy that's a little bigger than you. Drop down on him. Put the head, put the shoulder pad to the to the leg there, and bring him on down. Yes, sir. So it's going to bring up a third down, and we'll call it five, third and six. As now, more Collins set up in the spread lip. Takes gets the snap. Let's just look for pressure coming up by Demond Jackson. It's going to be caught. Oh, what a tackle by the Panthers open field. <laughs> and once again, on the tackle for the Panthers was number 46, 
Nelms. I'll tell you what, he came up in, uh, what do they call it, laying hat. That was a beautiful tackle that time of the year. Next time for Jackson State, Jackson State finding Jarius Moore on a little mesh route over the middle uh, for a first down for the Tigers. Okay, the Panthers got it right now, whereas a first down for Jackson State to give the Bates. Bates, the counter run again, met by Medina and a host of Panthers to come in. DeMond Jackson in along with Arthur Lockett to help settle the big guy down. I'll tell you that, Jackson State is going to Joshua Bates uh, pretty much exclusively right now. They come in with Joshua Bates and Robert Johnson, but Bates has gotten uh, the the majority of the carry today for the Tigers. Five minutes and 18 seconds in the third quarter. Panthers on top, 35-7. to seven. Trying to make a statement for the FCS playoffs. They take the snap. More Kyle sits, goes to his right side, and overthrew his receiver. On the coverage was Weaver. And just a little too much on that one for Mark Howell. Mark Howell is showing a little arm strength on that. He threw that in the field. Yeah, that's, that's what I was just about to say. He showed he can let that joker go. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah, he kind of overshot a little bit on that one. That's the first time today that we haven't seen the ball kind of flutter. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So it's going to bring up a third down for Jackson State. The ball is at the 40-yard line. Jackson State going from right to left on the dial. Two receivers to the right side, one to the left for more power. Bates in the backfield with it. Bates lined up to his left side, takes the snap. Those track to his left. There's another ball floated, and that one is over the intended receiver coverage by Arthur Lockett. Yeah, that was a great coverage that time. He was step for step with the, the big receiver for Jackson State, number 81, Daniel Williams. Daniel Williams, 6'3". He got him a touchdown earlier today. And the Panthers' punting unit, both punting units will actually come out. Anthony Wilkes will waste the punt from this 40 Fake punt. Dancy Jones. Oh, oh, and wow. That's Dazzle Dazzle right back at you. I tell you that. Whoa. Yeah, extracurricular behind the play there. But that was a, a nice fake punt that time for Jackson State. The up man to Dancy Jones able to take it across midfield for a first down for the Tigers. You like that, didn't you, Charles? Yeah, you need something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, I might have to pause just for a second. He just got a little too happy over here. <laughs> <laughs> Way to call me out. <laughs> hey, man, there's no love like a love for your alumni. Uh, you better believe it. And that's the one thing about us at the open mic. We understand that, and we embrace that. Oh, hardly. Back to action. More Coward takes the snap, steps up in the pocket. He throws. And, oh, not able to make that reception. More Coward is impressing me with his arm strength. Yeah, More Coward is trying to get a little arm strength here on this drive. He is really uh, throwing the ball through win. And looks like the win has kind of calmed down a little bit. Uh, maybe it might be maybe 15 to 20 miles an hour as opposed to 30 miles an hour. You saw in the last spot. <laughs> yes, sir. Nonetheless, it's good. Now, look, man, see, because I like you, Charles, we even had some sandwiches delivered to us. Man, only at PV do you get this kind of hospitality. No, I'm just messing Thank with you. Thank you, PV. <laughs> <laughs> PV for Don't you see? I know. I know exactly. <laughs> Second down again. More Coward takes the snap, throws back to uh, back out of the backfield, and a big tackle by O'Leary to come up to stop what could have been a big play. Yeah, that was a great open field tackle that time by O'Leary. Uh, Benjamin Thomas was, looked like he was trying to leave through there, but O'Leary put a stop to that immediately. Jackson State quickly back to the line of scrimmage. That was a pickup of about three yards. It's going to be third down and seven. 
Four minutes remaining in the third quarter. Panthers on top, 35-7. Mike Fresh and Charles Bishop live here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network from Waller ISD Stadium. Moore Kyle takes the snap. Looks being pressured by Medina. Throws that ball. Oh, and in and out of the hands of the receiver. Did he catch it? No, that went right through his hand. Oh, okay, I saw he ended up winning. I was like, I know it went through. No, that was uh, he had a step on him, and Daniel Williams could not bring that one in. But it looks like he got a penalty on the play. Looks like it'll be a personal foul, a late hit. Boy, they just keep on giving these kids gifts, don't they? I guess they're going to call Morikawa. I'm sorry, um, uh, uh, Medina. I'm sorry. Yeah. Got, got all these Morikawas, Mortys, and Medina. That got mixed up. Yeah, yeah they call them Eagle Eye, but uh, head referee there, Eddie Kelly, is right there on top of that. So the ball is going to be placed at the 30 yard, yard line of the Panthers. Three minutes and 44 seconds. In the third quarter, Morikawa takes the snap, gives it to his back, and he's going to be met by a host of Panthers. Devon Reed leading the group. Devon Reed in the student body. It looked like everybody on the, yeah, everybody on the defensive unit was back there. Yeah. So we're coming up now on the 12th play of this drive, Charles, and Jackson State has had some long drives back in the first quarter. Well, the first half, they had 12-play drive, but it ended up with a Weaver interception. And right now, this is coming up, as we said, on the 12th play. The ball's at the 30-yard line. Jackson State trailing 35-7. to Now, their chances for winning the East is slowly diminishing, Charles, as we uh, run through this course of the game. Yeah, very much so. But Jackson State's still showing some fight. Uh, uh, 12 plays here in this drive, and, uh, it's good to at least see that out of Jackson State. Morikai with double pumps, and he gets the pass complete. And it's O'Leary that was on the coverage, but end up with a group of help by Chase Jackson and Medina. Even Vic Harper sighted back on the scene. Yeah, nice catch that time by Devin Fossilman in traffic. Like he said, a host of Panthers there on the tackle. It bring up that third and one, looks like, for Jackson State. Third down and one. The ball is at the 20-yard line. The play is on the way. Morikai takes it, goes in the end zone, overshoots his receiver. you got to keep your offensive unit out there, Charles. Yeah, you do. And, and Dan Williams is starting to get a little bit of a step that time, but kind of gives Williams Morikai. He's put a little bit too much uh, on it. So it's going to be fourth down in one, two minutes and 37 seconds here in the third quarter. Still, you have Bates in the backfield. You would think you would line up under center on this, but that's the, the look now. Jumping up. Oh, and almost coming down with it. Incomplete. As it's going to give Jackson State a first down. Yeah, it looks like uh, the team back, maybe. Yes, sir. Got a little overzealous. And that is going to move the six five more yards. First down and ten. The ball is at the fifteen yard line. And let's we'll see what Jackson State now. Last time in the red zone, they looked for Dan Williams down here in this corner. And I'm be curious to see if you get another jump ball situation for Jackson State here. Well, Jackson State lined up 
Morkaya takes it, looks to his left, there it goes is. over in the corner, overthrew his receiver. He threw inside when he should have gone outside, had a wide open receiver. Yeah, that time it looked like uh, Devin Fossman there, uh, again on that flag route. They were trying to hit him. They had a little one-on-one there in the slot, and like you said, he zigged when he should have zagged. He zigged, zagged, Allen should have ooped. <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he whipped when he should have nay-nay. Exactly. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> Coming up on the 16th play of this drive, the Panthers – up 35-7, to Morikawa takes an option, flips it over to Bates. Bates has wrapped up. Great tackle. That was by Chase Jackson again. That was a great job that time by Chase Jackson. And three of you had that option play defense very well. Chase Jackson out there on the, on the pitch, man, and was able to drag him down for only a gain of one. So it's going to be second down. I mean, sorry, third down and nine. Ball is at the 14-yard line. Let's look at this matchup down here at the bottom with Dan Williams and number number five out the locket. McCowan gets the snap, a low snap. He steps up in the pocket, throws it, and what a catch by Williams. Yeah, that was a nice catch that time, Dan Williams. Touchdown, Jackson State. 13-yard pass play to Williams. Jackson State showing a little life here in this third quarter. Yeah, 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 Charles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great catch that time by Dan Williams on the slant. He was able to go up and, and, and snatch that out of the air. Now, touchdown. Here's an interesting concept. Depending on the PAT here, it is another flag thrown down. And Williams just came out of nowhere. It got, wow. Thank you. You're talking about a huge... Uproar of wind just <laughs> came out of nowhere. Yes, sir. So the PAT was no good. I think it was good. You might have a flag on the play, huh? They're discussing that. But what I was about to say, with 148 remaining, we're going to stay right here, Charles. With the wind blowing the way it is, this could be a very interesting concept. If you're the Panthers, I'm going to play this as an onside. If yeah. Exactly. You have to. You have to. And then here's that play that they did the last time. Just call the fair catch. Yeah. You call, you, but you got, you got to put your hands group out there to yeah. play the Exactly. Let's do it. So we got all of that straightened out as they are finally getting and making some sense out of what's going on around here. The wind just picked up out of nowhere, blew almost everything. If I wasn't as heavy as I was, Charles, I probably <laughs> would have been a part of that. 17 plays on that drive for Jackson State, and they ate up a lot of time, almost six minutes. But more importantly, they all have the win at their back for the remainder of this contest after this. Exactly. Going into the fourth quarter, and you, you, you never know. With the win at their back, they can make some things happen. But Jackson State showing a little bit of life playing into the win here in the third quarter and getting a couple of scores in the third quarter. So the Panthers, that penalty looked like it was against Jackson State. Unsportsmanlike conduct. So Jackson State's going to be kicking off from that 20-yard line. Yeah, Purdue should get great field position out of this. Wow. Well, we'll see how this one goes. The ball has been. Remember, Charles, you're old enough to remember this. Back in my youth, 
We used to have cartoons, and when they had sing-alongs, they had to follow the bouncing ball. Exactly. <laughs> I just dated myself for sure. But don't act like you're not old enough to remember that. I, I definitely remember that. I definitely remember that. Yeah, this is very interesting. Jackson kick it off from the 20. Uh, Pretty deep men are literally standing at midfield. So the kicker will be Desing. Ryan Desi has a high, deep kick. Wow. Bounce out of bounds. Wow. I tell you what, the world is playing such tricks with the ball. Houston actually got a very decent kickoff on that. Uh, kick it over the deep man's head, but the ball is bounced and starts running back towards the kickoff team. So the ball will be at the 45-yard line of the Panthers. And the Panthers will take over with 148. TB really caught a break on that as the ball bounced out of bounds right as the guy was getting right up on it there. Yes, sir. So you say, you know, lucky and good works in combination. Yeah, works in combination <laughs> all day, every day. <laughs> and twice on Sunday. So you said to believe it. So the Panthers will come out. They're going from left to right, dressed in their black uniforms, trimmed in purple. Purple lettering, trimmed in white. Coming in motion is Wilt, is fake thing Wilt, going across, and his eyes wow. almost coming up with another acrobatic catch. I tell you what, Hodge is finding some, some holes in Jackson State's zone there. A great break at that time by Xavier Bingham. Looks like he got a flag down on the play. A late flag thrown, personal foul, roughing the passer against Jackson State, and that's going to give the Panthers a first down. <laughs> That's a big penalty that time for Jackson State. And it stunts, it kind of stunts any uh, momentum that they had going coming out here to try to stop this Prairie drive. Prairie now will move into Jackson State territory. Well, the Panthers have one minute and 43 seconds with this gusting wind in their back. So if I'm Coach Simmons, Take I'm going shot. for the gusto. Yes, you better. You got 40 yards from the end zone, and now you got things ready. Spread, look. For Green. He sends a bad motion. There's a gear to Courtney Brown. Courtney Brown running downfield. Down inside the 30. Spinning and down into the 20 yard line. Another first down pickup of 20 yards for the Panthers. Nice pickup of 20 yards that time by, by Courtney Brown. He was able to find the scene. Looks like Craig, you they have tempo here. So it's going to be a, another gear to Brown. Brown going to the outside, coming back in and still on his feet, spinning close to the 15 yard line. And it's going to be a pickup of about four or five yards. Like you said, Willie Simmons, he wants to get one more up on the board while he has his wind at his back. Yes, sir. One minute, ten seconds remaining in the third quarter. Panthers on top, 35-14. Green lining Courtney up to the right side of him now. Coming in motion is Abair. Takes it. It's going to be an option read. Does Green running straight downfield. Wow. Down inside the 10-yard line. Another Panther first down. So you had Green showing some, some power that time. He ran through the arm tackle and was able to get the first down there for Prairie. That's the defense. They look a little spent right now. So it's 48 seconds remaining in the third quarter. They got the ball right at the 10-yard line. Panthers cannot get a first down. First down and goal to goal. Green. Has Courtney Brown in the backfield. Abel in motion, lining up to the left side. Takes it. Option read. It's going to be Green. Touchdown, Panthers. Great job that time by Trey Green. 10-yard touchdown run by Trey Green off the option read. 
And the Panthers hit Payton again. You talk about reading that one perfectly. He saw the defensive end crashing down, and he took it out of Courtney Brown's red basket for an easy touchdown. So Green will score with 27 seconds remaining in the third quarter and the ever-so-important win behind the back. The kick down by Russo is up and good. And it is 42-14, Panthers on top. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Panther Football at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. This is Usher. I use my music, talent, and friends to power change. I spent years mentoring youth and have seen how volunteering and service teaches young people the skills they need to become leaders and sets them on the path to success. This is about you. It's about your power. It's about creating change on your terms by volunteering. The truth is you can do anything. You can read with kids, clean up a park, organize a clothing drive, become a mentor, or support veterans and military families. Just find something that moves you and do it. Go to serve.gov and join me in answering the president's call to service. The needs we face are great, but together we can be the solution. Find your power to serve. Give it more and go to serve.gov today. This message is brought to you by United We Serve and the Corporation for National and Community Service. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Prince and Charles Bishop. The Panthers have had three possessions in the second half and got three touchdowns. The kick on the way, another high deep kick out of the back of the end zone, and they'll line up and do it all over again. Well, I tell you what, Kirby was right there at that 43.7 scoring average. Uh, maybe it might take a maybe another touchdown or so to kind of turn some here. Well, you, 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 I hate to say it, Charles, Two more touchdowns there, and you 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 got to start considering. Hey man, maybe we need to invite these guys in. Yeah. Or maybe that'll be too much potency to want them to come in there and shake up things. Who knows? Okay, <laughs> it's looked impressive here in the second half with uh, uh, three possessions, three touchdowns. Yes, sir. So far. Yeah. So McCowan, and with that win at their back, McCowan set up now in the pistol formation, takes it, play action, rolls to its right. Looking, wants to throw, and that ball is complete. O'Leary uh, holding him up for Medina, and it's going to be up to the 40-yard line. First down, Jackson State. See what Jeremiah Collins looked like a different quarterback here in the second half. Nice play action. He kind of threw that one against his body, and a nice catch that time by Devin Fossil in the slot. So the clock stopped momentarily. 14 seconds remaining in the third quarter for Jackson State. We'll have that win at their back. There's another play. That ball is tipped. And, oh, Barton with the tip again, <laughs> almost creating another turnover. He's been on top of that little wide receiver screen uh, all day, and that was a nice job that time by Barton uh, knocking that one down at the uh, at the line of scrimmage. Now the wind is blowing so hard that one of the offensive coaches' playbook has blown away, and they had to chase it down to the end zone, and it's finally recovered. See if that's they can get a playoff while so now ready, more Kyle. He takes the snap, throws to his right side. There's a kind of wounded duck. And going up on the defensive end was Weaver. He was matched up one-on-one with the much taller receiver, Golston, 6'4", 
and Weaver was in position to break that one up. That was a great play that time by Weaver going up, like you said, against the 6'4 Will Ghost and going up and making a great play on the ball. They able to get his head turned around on that. Well, Charles, that has taken us to the end of the third quarter. They're flipping sides. We'll come back live from Walla ISD Stadium. Panthers on top, 42 to 14. We'll take a break and be right back. I'm Lena. I have a master's degree in giving hope to children in Ethiopia. I'm John. My farm experience helps villagers in the Philippines feed themselves. I'm Nanaya. I have a degree in making an impact for generations to come. If you have a degree in agriculture, the environment, or teaching English, you actually have a degree in doing more than you ever thought possible. Peace Corps volunteers can truly make a difference in the lives of people all over the world. With your skills and education, you could help create an irrigation system for a small village in Paraguay or share new teaching methods to educators in Moldova. The experiences you'll gain in the Peace Corps will stay with you forever. This is your chance to make a real difference, a difference only you can make. Explore how the Peace Corps can fit into your future. Visit PeaceCorps.gov. My resume. My resume. My resume now includes changing lives. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Flip Sides. We'll read Jackson State now going from our left to right. Third down and 10. A little stoppage of action again on the field, Charles? Yes, indeed. Looks like Jackson State will start the fourth quarter off minus a timeout as they start off calling the timeout. They're coming out looking while they got the timeout going right here. We'll give you some scoring updates. Well, Mississippi Valley has made a contest out of it. And they look like they're going into overtime, Charles. It's 19-19. And at one time, trolling by the score of 19-6. And we have Alcorn on top of Alabama A&M, 50-3 at halftime. Alabama State and Miles have just got on the way. Two minutes and 31 seconds, no score in the first quarter on that one. Our score has it 42-14, Jackson State. Trail in the Panthers. That Miles Alabama State game is one that I'm kind of taking a look at. Uh, a swag game against the SEAC champion, the Miles Golden Bears. Yes, sir. So they're, they're popping that up. We were just there the weekend of that uh, series last week as they played that at the Crofton Bowl. As that snap to McCowan, it was caught. Well, I'm sorry, not it was caught, but it was missed by Williams. Tell you what, that was behind uh, uh, Williams on that play, but DeMond Jackson had a beat on that ball. and uh, Morikawa was lucky that one wasn't picked off. Brings up fourth down for the Tigers. So the punting units will come out for both teams. Last time out, Jackson State did the old fake Arusi. As Wilt stands back at his 10-yard line. Different circumstances right now. It's fourth down and 10. And the Jackson State Tigers trailing 42-14 with 14-57 remaining in the contest. When that is back, he's already boomed a 62-yarder today. Let's see if Darcy Williams does on this one. The kick is a low kick. Oh, it bounces off of Anderson, but he's able to maintain. He picks it up, weaving in and out. Boy, that was almost a catastrophe yeah. for the Panthers. Yeah, that was a great job. He was able to get back on top of that one and actually turn into a positive game. So, as a matter of fact, that on the, on the defense for Jackson State, I'm trying to get my information. The number eight for Jackson State being Robert Porter. Yeah, that was Robert Porter. Porter was right there in front of him, but the ball bounced off so hard that he was not able to respond to it. Or so he would get back up on top of that one. 
So the ball is on the 24-yard line of the Panthers as they will take over here. Three possessions in the third quarter, three touchdowns. Let's see what the Panthers do here in the fourth. Well, right now you just want a big old long consuming drive right here. As that is a Contest. 
McCollum lining up as the wind keeps gusting up. I think it's back up around at 30 miles an hour. Yes, sir. Takes the snap, lifts those across the middle, and there's a big hit by Lockett as he was able to chop down the receiver fossil. I tell you, Lockett is one of the most difficult defensive backs I believe in the state. And he started out as a running back. He started out as a running back. He was recruited as a defensive back, then he got converted to running back, and he kept saying, I want to play defensive back. I want to play defensive back. Yeah, he was a hard-nosed player. Yes, sir. So it's going to be a pickup of very minimal. They're going to say two yards on the game. As McCowan now has two backs in the backfield with him in the shotgun position. Takes the snap. Litz being pressured. Running out of the pocket. Throwing to the left side. And that ball was incomplete. And Jennifer Williams Weaver on the cover. Desmond Jackson underneath. Tell you that nice pressure that time by the Prairie defense forcing McCowan up in the pocket and trying to hit Dan Williams out there. And the left flat was unable to get that one completed. Brings up the third down for Jackson State. Want to bring up third down, and the wind is going crazy and crazy. We're on the deck, and this has been the most active the wind has been all season for us, sir. But it's, it's still fun. I still would. I wouldn't want to play golf in this wind right now. No, well, God, it might help me out. <laughs> this is Lynx golf today. Third down. For Jackson State, we'll call it eight yards. McCowan takes the snap, throws to his left. That ball off the hands of Williams, and it's going to bring up fourth down. Yeah, that's one Williams should have brought in, went right off the fingertips, and brings up another fifth down for the Tigers. Well, the Panthers defensively are just answering up. 13-43 remaining in the contest as the Panthers. Well, we got a final. Arkansas Pine Bluff beats Mississippi Valley in overtime, 26 to 19. Alcorn is all over Alabama's A&M, 27 to 23, and Alabama State has got on top of that. Seven nothing. That's eight punt and nowhere to go. Well, you had to figure they had to do something. Yeah, yeah. And I think Clearview was looking for it on that one. Javante Jones, that man again. Uh, that might have picked up two on that. Bring that. Uh, Tall one down for, uh, for Jackson State. Well, if you're if you're Jackson State, are you upset about that call? I think you have to make something happen, but uh, at, that, at that juncture on the field, I, I, I just, I'm just i not sure about that call. But I, I understand what Coach McCall is trying to do. He's trying to make anything happen to try to keep his offense on the field. But if you're trying to win a job, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one? That's a tough one. Ball's at the 35-yard line of Jackson State. There is going to be a play action and a pass inside wow. screen, and that was a bully throw by Green to Anthony Wilkes. Looks like he got a Jackson State player down. That was a, a nice throw and catch that time from Green to Anthony Wilkes. Wilkes was able to turn it up and pick up a quick eight yards for Perry. As that is Cornelius Henderson that is down in some agonizing pain. We're going to take a break. We don't want to speculate, see what's going on. We'll pause 30 to see how things turn out. What if I told you that for $36, you could make a big difference? At $36 a year, you can become a listening partner with the Open Mic Broadcast Network. This annual donation would help secure the success of our local broadcast for our student-athletes. Visit our website today, obnradio.com, 
and become a listening partner today. Serving the community through faith and athletics, the Open Mic Broadcast Network, the voice of student athletics. Well, they're still tending to the injured ball player that's down on the field for Jackson State. Panthers on top by the score of 49-14. Looking a little bit like it might be a little bit more serious than what we are intending and hoping that's not the case. So what we're going to do, we're going to pause another. Oh, they got him off the field right now. So we'll take a quick break. Uh, you know what, I'll tell you what, we'll keep it right here, Charles. We'll keep it right here. Now, um, despite everything that's going on, and I know we're, we're SWAT guys and this, that, and the other, but wouldn't it be almost safe to assume that the Panthers have earned a serious look at getting a playoff bid? Definitely warrants that play of you, at least again, a good, serious look. Uh, they're an exciting team, and they've been a tremendous addition to the FCS playoffs. So now we're going back to action. There's going to be a keeper by Green. Oh, he spins. My wow. goodness. That was a nice athletic play that time by Trey Green. I mean, he looked like he was going to be tackled for a loss, and then he taps him on his helmet. <laughs> he shook him out of his tennis shoes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's contrary. Uh, Keontae Anderson, yeah, looked like he had him dead to red, but uh, Trey Green was able to spin out of that and get the first down. First down for the Panthers. The ball is at the 23-yard line as a play action, and just blowing that play up for Jackson State and a loss on the player. It looks like that was 29 to Nancy Jones. Jones letting his presence be filled in. Now, at this point, Panthers are really trying to eat up as much time as they can with 12.46. The clock is stopped right now on top 49 to 14. I did say two more touchdowns, though, right? Yeah, you did say two more touchdowns. So it looked like you had a penalty there on the play. It looked like a, a false start there on uh, Prairie So there's a stoppage of play, timeout on the field. Prairie taking a timeout. They're going to take us a quick timeout, and we'll be right back. Panthers, well in the driver's seat, leading by the score of 49-14. to 14. We'll be right back with more Panther football. Today's broadcast is being made possible by some local business merchants. Apple Ford Hyundai of Redham, Texas. Brookshire Hardware in Brookshire, Texas. Wingleaders, Wings and Things in Burby, Texas. Hempstead Movie Theater in Hempstead, Texas, Key Insurance Agency in Brookshire, Texas, Larry's Automotive in Wallerfield Store, Texas, Gunderson's Bookkeeping of Waller, Texas, the City of Prairie View for the Economic Group in Prairie View, Texas, Attorney Lee Van Richardson in Hempstead, Texas, Temple of Refuge Ministries located in Prairie View, Texas, Wine and Roses located at 125 7th Street in Somerville, Texas, Citizen State Bank, located in Somerville, Texas. Attorney, Sylvia Fadillo, located in Hempstead, Texas. If you or your business would like to become a listening partner or a supporter of our student athletic coverage, please feel free to contact us at 832-213-8824. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Panthers coming out of the timeout. Ball is at the 33-yard line. There's a 
Another play action run, and it's going to be green on the option read yet again to the right side. Looks like he picked up the penalty yardage. Yes, sir. Nice read option that time. He's really uh, doing a great job watching the defense being crashed down and was able to get a quick 10 yards around right in. Quick 10 yards, and it's going to be third down, and we'll call it nine for the Panthers. The ball is at the 22-yard line. Panthers on top, 12 minutes and 20 seconds remaining. The clock has stopped for whatever reason. They could kind of reset the play clock. Yeah. So Green will have to come out. Hillman apparently come off. He'll come out as Dante Smiley is in at quarterback. Sends LaSalle in motion. Gives it to Abel. They're cutting back and hits to the corner. Spinning inside. Finally thrown out of bounds inside the 10-yard line. And the Panthers are knocking at the door yet again. And that will take Abel over 200 yards. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> No doubt about it. No, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. 200-plus rushing yards today for the senior, Jonta Abel. I'm sorry, go ahead, Charles. I think that's caught Jackson a little bit by surprise. They came into this game third in the sack and third of defense. Ball's up the eight-yard line. Green is back in, battling the sun as he looks over to the sideline for his assignments from the coach. Takes a snap. Give it to Abel. Abel running straight down here, and he ran into a wall that time. As that was a host. That was your guy, number 29, again, the big <laughs> advanced John Rick, and he's at home. Wait a minute, brother. I, yeah, we didn't get you enough. You got 200 yards. Slow your home. Slow your home. That was a nice attack at that time, but you We're getting one yard in for the Panthers. So now you have Green in there. He has in the backfield with him Robbins, Tommy Robbins, number 38. Takes it, gives it to Abel. Abel hopping into the outside, cutting back in. Touchdown <laughs> Panthers. Eight-yard run by Jonta Abel. And, and number 21, Preston Hughes, is looking for his shoes. Because Jonta... <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Yeah, I'm glad you said it, and not me. He made a move on the outside, and it was uh, it makes it look so effortless. Another touchdown for Abel. Abel from eight yards out, and the Panthers may have just punched their ticket to the FCF playoffs. It would be interesting, and we said they had to they had to have a performance like this. The PAT is up and good, and with 10:49, the Panthers 56. Jackson State, 14. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. The Open Mic Broadcast Network has been proudly serving the community since 2002. We provide live broadcast and delayed broadcast coverage for our student athletes throughout the country. Make your donation today to help support our cause. Visit our website at obnradio.com and make your donation today. Join us by becoming a listening partner. For $36 a year, you can help us continually reach out and support our local and regional student athletics. If you have a business and you would like your business to be recognized throughout our broadcast, feel free to get in contact with us at 832-213-8824. And welcome back, Charles. It looks like 
I don't make the decision, but really, just may punch the playoff kick. I'll tell you that, it's an impressive performance, and they're doing exactly what they needed to do. Uh, they, they needed to make a statement. They have done They've made a statement, and what's more impressive, Charles, the Panthers have scored each time they've had the ball in the second half. Wow. Wow. Each time they've had it. Five, five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. Wow. And not quicker touchdowns either. Yeah. Yeah. They they've done exactly what they needed to do, and uh, they they they're making a case. They're making a case for a strong, strong, strong case to get into the FCS playoff. There's another line drive kick, and this one is actually over the head of the returner, and he got him down to the seven yard line, and weaving through. Still on his feet. Man, that kind of over shocked everybody with the way these kicks have been going all day. Yeah, that was going to be uh, uh, a, a big play for Cleveland. They could have got down there and covered that ball, but David Bingham was able to scoop it up around the five-yard line and bring it out to about the 13-yard line. And right now you have 10 minutes and 42 seconds before this one is in the history books. Once again, I was talking about that going for it on fourth down when you're that deep off. You, yeah. you got to push these guys back as far as you can. Yeah, right? with the wind at your back, too. But I tell you that, I'm not sure anything could stop this steamroll in the second half here. So now there's a give to the back, running to the left side. He'd get across the 20 yard line as the tackle was by Chase Jackson. It's going to be close to a first down, but not quite. Nice run that time by Benjamin Thomas, who's getting some carries here in this fourth quarter for Jackson State. So, right now the Panthers got their ears pinned back. There's another gear to Benjamin, and he'll be mid after picking up about a yard. Nice stop that time by a host of Panthers. They have really just gang tackled. They just couldn't get the first down. The Prairie View has done a great job in terms of rallying to the ball today. Yes, sir. They've rallied to the ball. They've done everything that they've needed to do um, all the way around, offensively, defensively, and even on special teams. Right. Spoke with Coach Willie Simmons during our taping of the Willie Simmons show. He thought last week was the best performance that his team has had. I want him. Be anxious to hear what he has to say about this week's performance. I'll tell you what, they have looked so impressive this week. Rolling out to the right side now, and the pass is complete to the big tight end for Jackson State, number 84. Looks like that was Benji Parrish on the catch there. Parrish got enough, and it looks like that's close. There should be enough for Jackson State first down. They're going to say a little short, though. Jackson State working in some younger receivers in this fourth quarter here with the deficit. 56-14. So now Jackson State has the ball at the 33-yard line. Second down and one. Taking throw to the back out of the backfield. That's Bates. Bates gets it. Hits the corner, and he will be out of bounds at the 47-yard line. Another first down for Jackson State. Nice throwing catch that time for more power to Bates. I think they've been wanting to hit that play all day, and I can't Biden this power on it all day, but he finally was able to give that day to Biden and get a big first down at time for Jackson State. So more Coward hitting, the, I call it the little swinging gate yeah. uh, play coming out. we got eight minutes and 37 seconds remaining 
in the fourth quarter. Panthers on top, 56-14. to Morikawa takes it, play action, rolling back to its right, throws that ball, and is off the hands of this receiver. If there's a good thing, there's a, a good uh, – uh, a good incompletion, that was that, because uh, Jabari Payton is not going to get anything on that one. So. Is that what you said? Catch it. No, exactly. No, 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 no. <laughs> Reset. So it's going to bring up second down and 10. Ball is at the 47-yard line of Jackson State. They're going from left to right, all white uniforms, blue sleeves on their shoulders with their navy blue helmets, taking a snap as more power. Goes at the base out of the backfield to the right side. One-on-one, and DeMond Jackson did an outstanding job of shadowing the running back Bates to make the tackle. You know, there's a such thing as textbook uh, tackling that time. DeMond Jackson came out there one-on-one, and he did a great job of bringing down Joshua Bates. Yes, sir. An outstanding job for a very minimal gain. Actually, they're going to say he didn't gain anything that Bates that is going to bring up third down and 10. Seven minutes and 55 seconds remaining in the contest. Panthers on the verge of going 9-2 and two under first-year coach Willie Simmons. The snap to Morikawa. He looks to his left, throws back to his left, and that one is over everyone's head. The closest receiver was number four, Jarius Mall. And he had Jarius Mall there uh, working the slot. Had him uh, right out there. It looked like Morikawa just overshot him on that one. Brings up another fourth down for the Tigers. Fourth down for the Tigers. More importantly, it is seven minutes and 40 seconds left for the Panthers. Now, we said coming down, I think I can speak for a lot of Jackson State alumni. Jackson State's defense is going to have to show some pride here. Well, the punt is up. Now, why not go for it there if you went for it just then? <laughs> the punt is out of the back of the end zone. Wow. That was a nice punt. I mean, you, you, you go for it and your territory deep. Of, I'm, 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 it passes all. Yeah. <laughs> Celebration Bowl just got a little bit interesting. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, it looks like North Carolina Central upset North Carolina A&T 21-16. What you say? Yeah. <laughs> Tie-breaking uh, scenario is going to affect in the mid. Uh-oh. <laughs> Just when you thought it was over. Yeah, that game was played in Greensboro, too, on the campus of North Carolina A&T. What you say? So it's not a bunch of happy campers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you got to love this game. Yeah, you do. You really do. you got to love this game. So the Panthers will take over first down and 10 from the 20-yard line. The rhino siding, Dante Smiley is in, is going to keep it himself off the option read, and he's going to be wrapped up by a host of Tigers. So, yeah, Javante Jones is still playing hard. I mean, he's crashing down off his uh, defensive end position. Great tackle that time on the big guy, Dante Smiley. So, Smiley will remain, remain in, excuse me, as you now have Quentin Bell, who's lined up at the outside. And you're talking about a young man that can't wait. Coach Simmons is so high on him. He's just a natural sprinter. Mm-hmm. He's going to be running track. And they say once he gets football uh, uh, tactics and training underneath his belt, he's going to be a weapon to reckon with. Gee, you really have to be excited for this Prairie View uh, A&M Panther football. Courtney Brown off the counter run, running, looking, gets across the 30-yard line, enough for a Panther first down, and it will move the chains and stop the clock momentarily here in the fourth quarter. 
with 642 remaining in the game. I tell you that uh, Cody Brown is a yin to uh, Jante Zaber uh, Yang. Uh, Cody Brown gets north and south real quick. Real quick. As a matter of fact, he displayed that ability at the all-coin game in that downpour, that monsoon of rain in northern Mississippi. They have a definite three-headed monster here for Prairie View in the backfield. So Smiley, still at quarterback, takes it and keeps it himself after the fake to Bear, and he'll push toward the 35-yard line. And right now the big rhino is just slowing things down and winding his clock for the Panthers here in the fourth quarter, leading 56-14. to 14. Yeah, definitely want to just wind the clock here. Panthers, you, you've made your statement, you've done your damage, but I'm sure you'll send us one more. Huh? Well, you can never have one more. <laughs> How much money do you need? Just a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you don't want to get it to the point. And they're not trying to run it up right now. They're just running the ball, running clockwise. Right, right. So Jackson State's going to have to do that part to keep them out of the end zone. So now there's another gear to Brown. Brown is wrapped up behind the backfield, and guess who made the tackle? I would venture to say Javancy Jones is up around double digit tackle. <laughs> yes, today. sir. No doubt about it. As Jones has continued to play hard for the Jackson State Tigers. Panthers on top, 56-14. Mike Prince and Charles Bishop live from Waller ISD Stadium. Panthers home away from home for the 2015 campaign. Five minutes and ten seconds remaining. A little bit of confusion right now for the Panthers as they get personnel adjusted. They've got plenty of time, ten seconds on the play clock. Dante Smiley still at quarterback position. Back deep is going to be Brown, but Dante Smiley keeps it, runs to the right. Left side, bulldozes over a would-be tackler, and he's ridden out of bounds after crossing midfield and tapping at the 42-yard line, and the Rhino just got charged up. As I can see, the Rhino was rumbling on that play. He ran over to Justin, uh, Justin uh, Jimison on that. Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling for a Panther first down. Four minutes, 38 ticks on the clock. Panthers trying to slam the door, making a statement to the FCS O-Watchers. Smiley standing in. Panthers with the ball at the 42-yard line of Jackson State. Takes the snap. Gives it to Courtney Brown. Courtney Brown running downfield, and he will be met and finally tossed back, but they're going to give him progress at the 36-and-a-half, 37-yard line of Jackson State. Nice pickup that time for Courtney Brown. Like I said, north and south, quick five. Five yards for the Panthers, three minutes and 55 seconds now remaining in the contest. Panthers still with the offensive line intact. And that has really been a key for these guys all season. Those big guys have stayed healthy. There's going to be a sweep to Abed, and he's going to be tripped up at the 40-yard line. Great tackle and pursuit, Keontre Anderson. Yeah, Keontre Anderson making things happen. So, yeah, that Jackson State defensive line, they've been out there the majority of the second half, but they're still going hard at it. Yes, sir. The Panthers, six for six here in the second half as far as possessions. Six possessions, six touchdowns. This is possession number seven right now. Don't necessarily need a touchdown, just want to wind it up. Keep it rolling. 
There's going to be a gear to Fred Anderson going to the left side, cutting back inside, going downfield inside the 40-yard line. They're going to spot him at the 39-yard line. Panthers still moving the clock. Well, Fred Bell coming up here, do you keep the offense out there? Or do you? Well, you keep the offense out there, number one, it keeps the clock running. You run up some play. If you happen to get a first down, you know you're going to run it anyway. Sure. Uh, you just, just let them go out there. You don't want to punt. You don't want to risk a, a bad punt return for a touchdown, even though the game is well in control. But once again, you got an FCS uh, people watching. You want to keep this to a minimum for Jackson State as far as scoring opportunities. Yeah. So it's fourth down and seven. Smiley gives it to Courtney Brown. He's going to be tackled. And that's going to be a turnover of downs, but not a major concern for the Panthers. Yeah. As they're making the announcement here on the public announcing, they want the TV Nation to start pushing the Panthers as a possibility of getting into this playoff run with a little social media pressure, if you will. Well, my do you think? Uh, 56 points today. They've made a statement. you think it's enough to get them in? I, I honestly do. I honestly do. I, I believe that it is absolutely enough to get them in. The question is, how much do they respect the Southwestern Athletic Conference? They being the bowl selections as Weaver makes a good open field tackle on the would-be receiver for Jackson State. Yeah. You know, you, you've done everything you're supposed to do. Uh, you've played in a, an, an FBS opponent, that of Texas State. Texas State, yeah. And, and even though Texas State is not having a good year, uh, they're not having a good year, they are still doing and done what they're supposed to do as far as things go. There's another pass complete to the far side of the field by McCarthy. That's complete to Jackson State's receiver number six, Devin Fosselman. As the Panthers are doing, like I said, everything within their power. You lose to the number one team out of the Western City, really the best team in the conference. And you lose to an FBS opponent. What else do you need to do? Well, you're right. They've, they've done everything that they need to do, and all you can do now is, uh, you know, leave in the hands of those who make the decisions. But I think Peyton has done more than enough to, to make their case for uh, including. Oh, my goodness. As there's a sack by the Panthers. Medina flushing Makawa out of the pocket, and he ends up being uh, handled to the turf by Morty. And Kenny Morty, and is a punting unit coming out? They are. Give Perry defense credit. They have done everything that they needed to do today. 34 seconds remaining in this contest. Panthers making their presence felt. As they are coming up now, the pole is off a good punt. Wilkes gets it back at the 17-yard line. He's going to run it back. Spins, and he falls down. Nine seconds left to go on this one. The punt by Wilkes, <laughs> he decided <laughs> to make something happen. He wanted to go more. He cut, 
he slips and loses his footing. Panthers will get the ball with nine seconds, and more than likely they'll take a knee yeah. to end this contest. And, Charles, this has been a disdain for the Panthers and Coach Willie Simmons. I tell you what, it's been an impressive display for two of you, and uh, uh, you would hope that they, they get a serious look. Wanted to, they've, they've, like you said, they've done everything they've needed to do. And now it's in those who know his hands. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, you, you, you have people that are saying, well, you think University of Faith and yeah. what good yeah. is that? Well, University of Faith uh, is, a, is a college program. It's a developing program. And it's just like uh, if you would have Oklahoma State playing against Bowling Green or anything like that. It, they have those are games like that. That's when Purdue played against Texas State. You know, you, you anything can happen on any given Sunday. Uh, I'm sorry, any given Saturday. Anytime yeah. these guys line up, as they line up, take a knee. The Panthers will end up going to be nine and two with a 56-13 win. We're going to take a break. We'll come back with our post-game show. Mike Pence and Charles Bishop. Path is victorious. We'll take a break and be ready for our first game report. Today's broadcast is being made possible by some local business merchants. Appleport Hyundai of Redham, Texas. Brookshire Hardware in Brookshire, Texas. Wingaritas Wings and Things in Burby, Texas. Hempstead Movie Theater in Hempstead, Texas. Key Insurance Agency in Brookshire, Texas. Larry's Automotive in Wallerfield Store, Texas. Gunderson's Bookkeeping of Waller, Texas. The City of Prairie View for the Economic Group in Prairie View, Texas. Attorney Lee Van Richardson in Hempstead, Texas. Temple of Refuge Ministries located in Prairie View, Texas. Wine and Roses located at 125 7th Street in Somerville, Texas. Citizen State Bank located in Somerville, Texas. Attorney Sylvia Fadillo located in Hempstead, Texas. If you or your business would like to become a listening partner or a supporter of our student athletic coverage, please feel free to contact us at 832-213-8824. The Open Mic Broadcast Network has been proudly serving the community since 2002. We provide live broadcast and delayed broadcast coverage for our student athletes throughout the country. Make your donation today to help support our cause. Visit our website at obnradio.com and make your donation today. Join us by becoming a listening partner. For $36 a year, you can help us continually reach out and support our local and regional student athletics. If you have a business and you would like your business to be recognized throughout our broadcast, feel free to get in contact with us at 832-213-8824. With over 20 years of experience as a lawyer, attorney Lee Van Richardson Jr. can help you with whatever your need may be. Divorce, car accidents, criminal case, wills, deeds, trust, civil suits, parent and child relationships. Contact Richardson's Law Office located at 1047 Austin Street in Hempstead, Texas. You can call them at 979-826-8008. Attorney Lee Van Richardson Jr. in Hempstead, Texas. The Open Mic Broadcast Network receives the majority of its operating funds from individual members. For less than the cost of a daily newspaper, you too can support some of the most important programs on radio. Your membership provides us with the dollars to support Open Mic Broadcast Network and the Open Mic Broadcast Network programs produced, such as our live sports coverage, 
the sports report, and the missions report. Your annual subscription allows us to produce Waller County-related programs with this dynamic lineup of live performances and community shows. Listen as a subscriber and ensure the Open Mic Broadcast Network has the resources to sustain services that go beyond the borders of our community coverage. If you have any questions about the Open Mic Broadcast membership, please feel free to contact us at ombnetwork at gmail.com, or you can call us at 832-213-8824. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Panthers finish with authority, finish with a statement. They're victorious by the score of 56-14 to 14 over Jackson State. The Panthers' overall record will go to 9-2, and two, but more impressively, they will go to 7-1 and one in swag play. I should I say 8-1. No, seven and one, seven and one in swag play. We'll give you a quick recap of how the Panthers got to this final haul and run in the first quarter at the seven minute and thirty three uh, second mark. A interception return for a touchdown of twenty one yards by Arthur Lockett gave the Panthers an early seven zero lead. A ten yard touchdown run off the fumble Ruski by Lars Lasalle. Lasalle ends up. Scoring the touchdown, the PAT good at 51 seconds to make it 14-0. Fourth, a 44, I'm sorry, four-yard touchdown run by the Rhino, Mr. Dante Smiley, at 7:27 of the second quarter to give the Panthers a 21-0 lead at the PAT being good. It was that score at halftime, and what has to be more impressive than anything with a gusting win, the Panthers, they score. Six times off of seven possessions in the second game. half. That is absolutely, wow. if you allow me to say, that's being a stud. Yeah, that is. That is. That's, that's being a stud. You had a 21-yard pass uh, to Cadell Hodge as he received it with 12:37 of the third quarter to make it 28-0. Panthers on top. Panthers didn't give up a 13-yard TD pass as Williams was able to connect with Mokaya, uh to make it a 28-7 score with the PAT being good at 7.55 of the third quarter. Then the Panthers come right back on attack. Jonta Abel with a 20-yard touchdown run with 7.21 in the third quarter to make it 35-7 with the PAT being good. And you had a 13-yard TD pass. Once again, Williams uh, receiving that one at 148 of the third quarter to make it 35-14 per view on top of Jackson State. And then the Panthers come right back with a 55-yard drive and capped off the score with 27 seconds remaining in the third quarter, a 10-yard run off the option read by Trey Green to make the score to come out to be 42-14 in the third quarter. And then another explosive run as Jonta Abair explodes for 76 yards off the touchdown run to cap off another stellar day performance. Abair with 19 carries, 
221 rushing yards. Yeah. That gave the Panthers a 49-14 lead. And the final score for the Panthers was a six-yard touchdown run. By, I'm sorry, eight-yard touchdown run by Bear with 10:49 remaining in the fourth quarter to make it 56 to 14, and that is our final score. Charles, what kind of numbers are you looking at over there, man? Uh, the one that jumps out at me is Prairie rushed for 355 yards today. Uh, they came into this game number one in the slack and total offense, averaging 484 yards per game. Today they upped it. Uh, they had 519 yards of total offense. Prairie defense. Had Jackson State only 223 yards total offense. It was a dominant display of football today for the Panthers. You can't say enough about that prayer you came out and did today. I, I think they, they really made a statement in terms of should they be in the FCS player. Well, they'll know tomorrow around high noon mm-hmm. where the FCS playoff contenders and uh, commissioners will get together to make their final selections. And, Charles, I, I can, I'm can i going to just say it. I'll be on record. I'd be highly, highly, highly. Did I say highly? Yes, you did. Disappointed. <laughs> yeah. If the Panthers are not able to be included in their playoff run, an outstanding performance. you got a first-year coach who took the same team that went 5-5 five and five last year, 5-6 and six last year, and turned the entire situation around to go 9-2. and two. So only lose to an FBS opponent and the top team in the conference. And you say that, and I, I, I'm, I look at this at Philadelphia A&M team. They're going into a new stadium next year, and I saw the recruits coming in today. Uh, uh, <laughs> I tell you, that Coach Simmons really has this program on the uptick. Uh, and kudos to Coach Simmons, like you said, five and five last year, taking the same personnel, and you turned them into a nine and two uh, football team. Uh, on the cusp of the FCS playoffs, you can't say enough about that. Can't say enough about it, son. My friend, I can't say enough about what a breath of fresh air it was for you to be a part of this Open Mic family uh, with your uh, scoreboard uh, show that's going to continue on throughout the basketball season. Uh, your, your play-by-play and commentary here during our, our college games. But we got some big games in store for you, man. I'm, it's been a... a, a a breath of fresh air, and thank you so much for uh, being a part of this Open Mic Fam. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, uh, really kind of live out a life dream here. I've uh, I had a, a, a great opportunity uh, under you to really kind of learn this uh, broadcasting business, and I really appreciate everything uh, Open Mic has done for us. Well, we want to do a lot more for you, so let's just say stick around. See, we got some <laughs> things for you. The Panthers finish out strong. Is this the last game for the Panthers? Only time will tell. We'll have a special updated report coming up tomorrow. Whether the Panthers make it in or not, we'll be there to give you the report. The battle of the bands are going on right now. It's the fifth quarter. Panthers victorious conventionally in their final game of the regular season, winning by the score of 56-14. to 14. For Charles Bishop, I'm Dr. Michael Prince saying God bless, good night, and we'll see you on the other side.
following sports broadcast was an exclusive presentation of the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Thanks for joining us on today's broadcast. You can follow us all season long right here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network by visiting our website at obnradio.com. Listen throughout the season for more exciting student athletic coverage right here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Serving the community through faith and athletics. The Open Mic Broadcast Network, the voice of student athletics.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.